Forgotten Earth, Piccolo has finally begun his training with Gohan. So, Mr. Piccolo, what are you going to teach me today? A brand new technique? How to sense energy? What about how to fly? Oh, man. This training with Mr. Piccolo is really difficult. But I think I'm finally getting the hang of it. Dodge! And welcome back to WTF and Bonnet Deal. I'm Spicy Ryan, and it's 3 a.m. I must be lonely with... The Fox Danger. And today we're going to be talking about Monk, because that's just what we're doing. Yeah, I decided to do a job episode, so let's throw some, some Monk in there. We only got, like, what, what was it, four jobs we left? We got four so. jobs left to do. Out of, the, out of the four, we figured Monk was the the easiest to do on a afternoon edition. Yeah, because I, I didn't I didn't even think to to do anything for a job episode. kind of... You, you threw the idea out last night, and then I was working on school stuff, and I just didn't do anything else with it, so... <laughs> I did want to talk about a job, though. Monk seems... I enjoy Monk's doing jobs. Pretty easy always, job. Yeah, Monk requires no outline. So we can, we can just go to town with that one. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with Monk. Like, I don't want to marginalize it at all, but uh, it definitely doesn't require the, the thought or extreme mechanics breakdowns that, like, a job like Red Mage would need. It doesn't, Red Mage it doesn't have to worry about time. when do you use X-type weapon because it only has one damage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a drawback. Right. Well, it doesn't only have blunt damage, but it, it, you you can use other damage types. It's just not recommended versus most things. <laughs> I mean, you could always throw on a pair of bird banes. And, and yeah, bird banes <laughs> or the bird claws. A not yeah yeah a non eye level weapon and just like that. Yeah. that would be great. <laughs> Might as well just use a fucking K club. Uh, but there are some mechanics related things that that I do want to mention when we get to like certain aspects of the job eventually. Uh, stuff that's like I don't think is well known. Um, uh, especially involving like guard, but uh, yeah. So we'll talk about monk. Monk will be pretty straightforward. All of his weapon skills are easy to gear for. You have to kind of understand what's going on, and you know we'll go from there. Um, what else did we want to talk about? We're gonna reflect on Bumba, right? Uh, we can't. Let's do monk first. Our pattern of just doing the thing and then doing other things—it's <laughs> been top. Okay. It's been top notch, and it's the thing everyone's asked for that they never got until now. Sure. I don't mean everyone isn't everyone. We don't know because we don't have we have comments in the Discord in the feedback channel, which I do like, but the emails, there's no email comments for me to go on, so I don't know what anyone <laughs> Well, I mean, why write an email when you can just get like immediate feedback usually? I I can understand that. Yeah, and a lot email of the time you go out of your way. A lot of the time the feedback is just like stuff where I can't it's not like a deep, oh yeah, let's talk about that. It's like a oh, thanks for the feedback. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's see. Uh, we have someone here, Liger Reach, posted a feedback yesterday. Favorite things was a fun episode, isn't what our favorite things were. That was a while ago. Really enjoyed it. That and was. tonight, I need to go to Sandy to find Carpenter's Landing. Dot, 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 dot. And I must <laughs> also look up in Tabnazia. Uh, I love finding out things like this that I've never noticed in playing for 10 years. And it's like, yeah, you hear that. And it's like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. But there's, I mean, like, there's nothing I can be like, oh, hey, guys, this was brought up and it's a thing to talk about here. It's just like, oh, thank you for the feedback. That's cool that you enjoyed something that I also enjoyed. I think the looking up, I mean, you can look up at the ceiling in Tavnazi. It's like a hole in the ground. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah. If, it's been a while since we did that episode. But was that like looking into the distance while doing Dawn to Tavnazi on the cliff? Or is that... I don't remember exactly what was the thing, but maybe we talked about looking up in the middle of the place, but I don't... I think it was in the middle of the place. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I remember saying something about, like, there being no ceiling or something. But 
I, I couldn't remember. It's just something I noticed a long time ago that like people never. So a common trope, especially when it comes to, like games or or you know people sto- telling stories or recanting tales, nobody ever looks up in a dungeon. Nobody ever looks upwards, and that's like it's a it's actually a a, a trope from D anD D, and it's true. Like nobody ever takes the time to look up ever. It's crazy. Everyone always just kind of looks straight forward. And I think that's why, like, with, in horror movies and stuff, like, when you have that, that that jump scare where, like, they turn around, no one's there, and then they look up in the corner of the room, and, like, the demon's, like, perched in the upper, like... The corner of the room watching down. The room. The ninja. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, yeah, I would have never I would have never looked up there. I'm a dead hoe. And <laughs> that's the world I live in now, I guess. You know... So I'm guilty of it, too. Not to digress for... T- the cat's walking in her laptop. Thank you, cat. That's whitey. Um, not, he just doesn't care. He doesn't bother me. And then the the moment this comes out, I'll, I'm going to walk on it, but not to digress too much, but for as much as 11 gets shit on for being this, oh, this is a dated game, da, 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 da. There's a lot of little things that when you walk around, you see these little details that they coded and spent time on that you just, there's a lot of things like that. Not just the looking up thing. I just mean little details in the world. Like when you're walking through the necropolis or whatever in the basement and there's like these little uh, like little glowy things, or little green flames as you're going through, or when you're walking through uh, Idlewash Subterrain, and there'll be uh, little spiders that fall from the ceiling or whatever, or little drips mm-hmm. or little little glowy little glowy mushroom balls that are just kind of puffing and out of existence. Like like those things are there, and you just don't notice them until you stop for a second to look at them. So I mean, there's there's tons of that. Imagine fun. imagine like standing outside of a circus tent in South Sandy, you know, and for 20 years juggling knives and never once dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff like that we didn't code the so if they code a drop it would be too noticeable you know uh, it's happening on a regular cycle <laughs> they would have to be like every 20 minutes so they're not gonna make a cycle that long but those things are there so <laughs> nonetheless yeah i mean we got a bunch of things here fox from boost to dodge oh as far as the abilities go yeah that was two memes yeah so Monk, yeah, it does lots of blunt damage. That's basically what you want to expect from it. It can do other types, but you're never going to bring it for that. Well, Fox, <laughs> it can do blunt hand-to-hand, and it can do blunt staff. Or it can do it's blunt true. club, maybe. Uh, you can cataclysm pretty decently on Monk. So, I mean, that's an option for people who want to do AoE. You get AoE magical damage. Um, you get AoE physical damage in the form of phys- uh, spinning attack, but it's... It's very well, sad. It's very, yeah, very it's, sad. It's like a 1.0 FTP weapon skill or something. It's very. Shit. You don't, yeah, don't even. Don't yeah, make it. You're better sad. off cataclysming. And if you can't cataclysm, then maybe you shouldn't bring up to what you're doing. Maybe you should like, go on Dragoon and use Sonic Thrust then. I don't know. And that's, I, I don't know, like that. that's kind of like the theme that I find with Monk. Is like Monk is really powerful overall. But if it doesn't do what you're doing, you, you typically don't end up bringing it. And therefore, it usually ends up getting overshadowed in the mind of a lot of people, I think. My biggest issue with Monk is the community, because Monk was quote-unquote broken forever. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, oh, it's not strong enough. As a DD, it kind of needed to be a little stronger compared to... And not that it was a bad DD, it was just that everything else around it made you go, why? Why? And you just... You did never the, the why was never a, oh everyone's asking for this because they can do damage. It was like a, oh I just want to play monk and it's a good job. But then they they improved it and then everyone forgot about it because niggling was a a thing around that time when they changed monk and everyone Which just is weird to me. Like th- I I don't really get it. Like if you can apply blunt damage and you don't take like a nerf to it or anything, um, howling fist is probably going to outperform 
uh, so I've been playing in almost all, all situations. Considering how much your TP gain and your <laughs> your your white damage is compared to enabling and your skill chain ability, even just even using Howling Fish, you incorporate it in a skill chain to make a a, a fusion or a liquefaction or whatever yeah. the fuck. Or even a distortion with Savage Blade, because you do Savage Blade to uh, Howling Fist as trans or Transfiction to, to Savage Blade. Yeah, it does distortion. make distortion, yeah. It yeah. pairs up with that well. So just the fact that you could do that, but I mean, you know, oh, who cares about skill chain damage? Also, think of it this way, like people get really crazy about being able to abuse hybrids or being able to abuse things like True Flight to do like cap damage. Think about the last time you saw a Dark Knight just like spamming cap damage or like the last time you saw a warrior spamming cap damage. Like usually like if a warrior is going to do it, he's buffed to the moon and they're using mighty strikes, you know, something like that. And even then, a lot of the times you're going to hit like 70, 80 K Monk pretty frequently, even with low buffs, can just throw down cap damage from from howling fist and tornado kick and you know and with with you know moderate to high buffs uh raging fist is also pretty crazy too and that, i think that kind of gets overlooked and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know we're very shoal focused where you know the shoal like segment farming content really cares about damage types and monks limited to one and then on the bosses you really only have end guy that monk is good on and and i guess bumba as well um asterisks but <laughs> with but but, but the, the issue is that because it, it seems so narrow oftentimes it gets overlooked but if you're going into something like ambuscade like it, the monk should almost always win the parse um assuming that it's not just like blunt resistant or something so and yeah, even if it doesn't it's so close that it doesn't matter yeah and i mean winning the parse it shouldn't be the the benchmark people look for but if the if the job's gonna be so powerful you might as well bring it because it's gonna slap that thing in the face you know it's just, part just of bring, it's great. It ties into all the puppet master talk we had had quite a long time ago, where howling fist on pup is a powerful a powerful option there, especially with having access to god hands on both jobs. Just monk gets better gear and better offensive abilities via its mastery points and everything else. Not mastery, but job points when it caps job points. It gets just it has a better kit for doing that, even though it's yeah at a at a face value. If you just look at it, you go, oh, that's not really that different. But monk has it's all the 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 dotting the I's and crossing the T's and shit that Monk has that sets it apart dramatically, not just having some, after they rework the job abilities, having good job abilities to do even more damage compared to, oh, I guess I can hit dodge, or I guess I can hit focus, uh, who cares? But now they, obviously, when we talk about job abilities in a second, they do matter. But just for as valid as Pup is for just doing the same things and skill chaining, Monk is that and more without having to worry about a pet that you generally don't have to worry about for most things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, well, it's more offensively inclined to just the way the job is set up. Yeah, so for all the selling, and, all the selling of pup yeah. I did, monk is that and more. Yeah, I, as long as as long as you have a big dumb goal in mind, you know, <laughs> monk wants to do big dumb things, and as long as you can do big dumb things, without a lot of things getting in your way, monk is going to do exactly that. Pup has what, what pup has mage HP and monk has out of this world <laughs> HP, and that makes a big it's difference. Crazy. When the pup has like two K ish twenty two hundred, if it has good gear and some and some master levels, monk has like twenty two hundred ish HP, and monks sitting there like thirty two, thirty four, thirty five hundred, <laughs> like almost double oh, dude, the HP. North north of four K if you're doing it in like certain defensive sets. Yeah, it's plus, crazy. Plus and that's mantra. before mantra. Yeah, before inner strength. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, so, I mean, the only job that's going to be consistently uh, out HP a, uh, a monk is a Dark Knight, actually. And that shit so, matters nowadays with the biggest thing to our, yeah. uh, our character's existence is, is dying. Monk has the ability to outlast those jobs, including even Warrior. Yeah, um, 
Now you can be made out of paper though, and there's a lot of ways that that monk can end up paperish that you want to avoid. They're, they're like pitfalls. So like having a high HP pool is neat, but it doesn't do you a lot of good if you're just like glass cannoning your way through all the big dumb things that you plan on doing. So so definitely keep that in mind and, and gear it appropriately. Like just because you have a huge HP pool doesn't mean you can skimp on things that you need to be focused on. So um, especially with, with mobs that can hit you like upwards of like a thousand damage because of how much crazy attack they have. I, I think because of that, some of the probabilities have kind of aged poorly. <laughs> I think a way you could put that in perspective is if you would take a monk to Halfus and he gets his shit yeah. beat in, versus if you take a monk to something that is doing more magical AOE high damage, that a monk's just kind of be like, not only does monk have lighter armor that's better suited to magical uh, damage reduction well, or evasion. But just it's not getting beat in with it's, counter and physical attacks through its defense. It's funny you say that because Monk is actually one of my favorite jobs to bring to Halfus. <laughs> I can see it. I'm just and, saying the uh, way you it, can. It's just... because of how I fight it, though. And, and, you know, I've talked about how Ninja tanks it and then Monk, you know, attacks it from behind. And Monk's not the one tanking it or anything. It's a very, it's a very meticulous fight where you're not doing the big dumb things that I was just talking about. So, like, if you go in carefully, yeah, Monk can definitely tank some things, but if you're... But yeah, Halfus would be terrible if you just go in on Monk and you think that you're just gonna, like, zug-zug it like a, like you would with anything yeah, so that's, you're trying to yeah. That's the first thing yeah. you think of. You don't always think of nuance and subtlety with Monk, and that's a good way to apply it, because all that way we apply it to Ninja, they share a lot of the same gear. They don't have the same abilities or shadows or anything like that, obviously, but they there is nuance a Monk is capable of, because it is one of the big subtle blow jobs. Yeah, it's known for subtle blow, and it's known for um, white damage, and it's known for being blunt damage. And if you look at those three things, and you can apply it to the situation. That's where you're going to walk away okay. People laugh at white damage because it is obviously not the focus of the game like it used to be, but it is certainly quite a quite an impressive item there that should not be ignored in terms of how it's brought to the table and, and the situation you may be in. Yeah, especially since you don't sacrifice anything else. Again, yeah. Howling Fist is one of the hardest hitting weapon skills in the game, if not the hardest hitting weapon skill. Potentially. Like, situationally. Yeah. Like if you look at the FTP modifier on it, it's it's like up in the like if you land all of your multi attacks and stuff, it's like up in the I think it's like 36, 38 or something. Well that's <laughs> just people stupid. people just look at Howling Fist. Let's say we'll we'll go to the page here on BJ for Howling Fist. <laughs> yeah. And they'll see that it has FTP transfer, but all they see, Fox, is, oh, it has 2, 3.5, 5.7. And like, oh, that's nothing compared to Savage Blades, uh, 10 and a half, 12, 13, whatever the fuck is running at, at 1, 2, 3. Honestly, at base, if you're only landing two hits, it, it is like basically Savage Blade at 3k. And you get a 50% attack boost on Howling Fist, which is why it becomes one of the most resilient weapon skills to throw out for a situation because of that. Yeah, and PDL. Monk can get away. Monk can get away with a lot of stuff, especially if you're like someone who's soloing or low manning something, and you don't have everyone around to give you infinite buffs forever, like everyone assumes they have. <laughs> um, Howling Fist actually does really, really well. Um, if I'm soloing uh, something like Sorty, for example, I'll go in and just like completely clear the undead section uh, of the area with Monk because it's like it's fantastic farm. Like, I'd rather be a, a monk for soloing that than a warrior. And a lot of people just immediately pick warrior as their first job. I even had someone not too long ago, maybe last month, who went into the Reddit Discord and was was basically maybe even posted on Reddit itself, and they were basically criticizing. I recommended monk as a first job for people to choose in the one to one nineteen guide. I wrote this whole thing. I even talked to you about it when I was writing a fox, and I even mentioned yeah. this to you when it happened. They go, "Oh, there's a lot of questionable things in there. I would just ignore it because uh, like, why would you ever choose that over warrior?" And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, 
If I'm solo as a new player is, and all the things that go on here, Monk is easily one of the better jobs to choose from most things from story to soloing certain gear yeah, and stuff. Excellent. Yeah, because not only Great do you play better with trust buffs because of the way martial arts and all of your gear options and things work, but you counter, you do all this good white damage that matters more when you're not highly buffed, and you have, uh, even without having Nagel, you just have access to good skill chain to weapon skills that make things die while being safe when I haven't, like, it's just, it's more efficient on a solo monk than it is to be a solo warrior. And that's just the way it is. Warrior is very powerful. It's incredibly powerful, but it requires support. Say, over I would say as, as a new player, though, like when, when approaching monk, I would be very careful of the content you go up against. Because while you are like hardier from like how the job is built perspective, it is a little bit harder to build a DT set for monk um, when you have access to like less gear. When you have access to all the gear in the game, the DT sets for monk are crazy. Um, but that was written but, before Empyrean too, so Empyrean DT yeah. is super easy to get now. Yeah, yeah. Now that you have Empyrean DT, it's great, and like go get your Empyrean legs like as soon as you can. Um, the body too, of course, but you know the body's good even before you Empyrean plus two plus three. It, but yeah, the uh, great source of DT for sure. Um, Sorry to derail your so, train of thought. No, no, no. It's it's okay. That's that's pretty much all I had for it. Is like, don't go in as a new player thinking that you're going to be some sort of like defensive slash offensive powerhouse at all times. Like you still have to. And I think that's going to be like the overarching theme too. Is you still have to approach this with some sort of like thought. Like you you can't just go in and be like, hey, I'm a monk. I'm going to go destroy shit. Yeah, getting. And, well, that's really true when you have everything. Um, it's not true when you're just starting out. So. Getting carambits, uh, versus nagling. Yeah. While nagling is obviously, uh, it's nagling. Getting Karambits as a monk, as a new player, is going to feel very, very good. And you have a mantra or whatever the hell to get your shiny weapon. You'd have just as hard a time as a warrior getting one as you would a new monk. Mm -hmm. But getting that weapon under underhand is it, it's just noticeably a solid baseline of which to work with, even into endgame. Of course, you don't have Verithrogna, and you can just use Nagling as a warrior into endgame. And you want other weapons for a monk, like Verithrogna or God Hands, because they are a bigger improvement than just using Karambits, but as a baseline. I think that's where everyone with that comment of why even choose that comes from, because as the baseline of Warrior, oh, I have Nagling, I'm quote-unquote done now, which we had a Warrior episode, just go listen to that oh, one. Yeah, 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 go listen to that one. Uh, but just that's, uh, that, I guess that's the mindset. If I have Nagling and I'm done, and that's like bis quick, uh, of the quickest of bisses, how, how do I, how do I, why would I even do Monk when I have to do more stuff? And that's, that's obviously a ridiculous mindset to have in this game. Don't even have to go that way, but just it's it's there's so much more to monk than oh weapon done and there's so much more to this game than that that i think that's a really ridiculous kind of narrow-minded what are you quitting the game next month kind of mindset so it's whatever maybe they are yeah everyone will get something different out of this i beat ambuscade vd what do i have I, more to do i guess i'm done <laughs> i mean i don't need Amanon to beat the game i did rank 10 i, I played all Actually, final fantasy stories this month is a good example of a time when I probably should have been on Monk. For, uh, Monk's for so Ambuscade. good this month. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, know I went we Ninja and I went, uh, I, I, I mostly went Healer uh, to it, but like I went Dark Knight quite a few times and I was really unimpressed with, with Dark Knight in there. You know, I was using Calibolg and everything, but it, it just felt, it felt like you didn't have a way to save your own life. I mean, I guess I could have swapped to like a pocketed catastrophe things, but why bring a Dark Knight in that situation? Like, I feel like if I was on Monk, it would have been a lot smoother. And Or if I was on a Ninja, it would have been a lot smoother. But I'm always going to sing Ninja's praises. This is not a Ninja episode. Um, but like, if I was on Monk, I, I feel like the damage would have been more if it, it would have been more than I would have thrown down on, on Dark Knight. Plus, I would have had, like, utility to actually stay alive without having to, like, swap weapons, lose TP, waste time. Um, Monk's just more suited to just handling things on its own, especially if lightly supported. 
Um, and that, that's where I come from when I, when I was talking about earlier about how like Monk is one of my go-to ambuscade jobs. If I'm not on it, I usually want somebody on it because it's going to, it's just going to handle the situation. And the properties for hand to hand is pretty good for skill training. But I think a part of the reason people get upset, not quote unquote upset, but, uh, oh, why would I do this again? Is when they just compare weapon skill damage, when Savage Blade does so much damage with Nagling on Warrior versus uh, Monk isn't doing the same as especially as a new monk, you're not going to see the same instant results that a Nagling provides for a warrior. And I think a lot of people just see that and go, oh, but then you have to look at the entire parse as a whole here. Not only people don't even look at skill chain damage all the time, but just your white damage, your crit rate, your TP gain, because Nagling's TP gain as a single wield is not great. Monk's TP gain is great. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot going on. And people don't focus on all the parts that go together there. They just go, oh, I can't compete with Savage Blade damage. I'm a monk. Uh, therefore, why would I want to go Monk? And there's so much more that Monk provides there that I, I agree, Fox, especially just going as a pup, lacking the kick attacks and everything else Monk has, just doing my own mob as a pup there this month with the goblins, which is almost over because the update was announced for uh, for May coming up in a yeah. week or a week and a half or so, even though they're splitting in two parts, which is... It's good you it's good you mentioned the TP gain thing because that is a huge uh, oh, factor ridiculous. when comparing the two. Like, if you want to just sit here and just directly compare Monk and Warrior, you can... Um, but one thing you have to know is that everyone who's using the Negling is going to need like some form of JA haste to truly cap your haste, and you don't always have that available. Like a dancer is not always following a, a warrior around helping it get better, you know. And I'm not saying that the warrior is bad necessarily, but it is mar- remarkably slower um, if it's not like the focus of attacking or abusing retaliation, right? But in a situation where a monk is also there, like warrior is not going to have the white damage with the nailing nagling to hold hate. So you would have to intentionally be going out of your way to let the warrior hold hate and really maximize its uh That's when they're trying to use provoke for retaliation. And without a retaliation yeah. on warrior, it feels even worse. Yeah. Whereas you don't have to worry about that. Like if you're not the target on monk, that's great. Or if you become the target on monk, well, good luck, Bob. You now have to choose chew through like 3k HP and counter and all that shit and guard and yeah, it's, uh, as a pup it's with a no counter, just wearing the Bathy Choker plus one and the Ampakas harness and having counter go off at a 20% rate or whatever, that's about 22%. That feels yeah. really good. I can't imagine having those two items and being a monk and just constantly countering and then just, just beating the fuck out. Having like a 60% plus counter rate at all times. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And there's a lot of things you can't <laughs> counter if you're fighting an Iron Giant, if you're fighting many of the NMs that have a job ability attack that you can't, you can parry it, but you can't counter it or. Uh, you can guard those hits, but you can't you can't counter them at all. Counter gets nerfed a lot of the time against a lot of the content that we fight on the upper end. But I mean, the goblins this month is an example where you just counter because they're normal hits, and it's, it doesn't always line up. But when it does, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can also abuse perfect counter as well uh, because perfect counter isn't always consumed. But I guess we'll talk about those J's later. But yep, yeah. I think I think so, we're good on the comparing route. Yeah. Don't necessarily need to just live there. Yeah, um, well, I think it's the first thing people think of, Fox, is why I go there. That's true. That's true. Yeah, people are like, if I'm X job, why go another? And honestly, I use that all the time when it comes to ninja. It's like, if I can go ninja to something, why do I bother going something else? Opportunity cost. Yeah, it's basically it. That so. was the hardest part for Pup is justifying opportunity cost besides, I like this. And there's, as we saw with Ngai and stuff, there's definitely things that that job brings out and maybe even more niche by far but the opportunity cost is always something you have to weigh when choosing something unless you're just doing it because yeah. you can which is a lot of the all the realm i try to operate in just i'm gonna do it because i can and we're gonna win anyway right and i mean people should be conscious of the opportunity costs that you're paying when you're bringing a monk because a monk is going to do the big dumb things but it's not going to support your party very well like it gives you it gives out mantra which we'll talk about but outside of mantra it doesn't do much for the rest of your party <laughs> so it's a very selfish job for sure 
Let's go. Um, let's go into the Jays if you want, because I think boost sure. that the change confuses the fuck out of people. Well, uh, I mean, well, boost is one thing, but like a hundred fists. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, hundred fists is interesting. Hundred fists is the only. Uh, it's it's your one hour. It's the one hour you get at level five. You've had it like level the entire one. game, or level one. Sure. Yeah, boost. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Weapon skills level five. It's a yeah. So like you you've always had it. Um, sometimes people pop it and they just use it to self skill chain and stuff. That's always great. Uh, there is a cute trick that you can do with dual wield where you can actually break the attack speed cap with it. Um, it used to be more exciting than it is. You actually don't do that much damage anymore, but there is a cool thing that you can do that involves uh, receiving an end spell from either a red mage or a summoner, usually a summoner, and you can do pretty interesting damage um, with uh, with Hunter Fist and dual wield. It basically reduces your delay um, by a specific amount. I think it's like 0.75 or something. Oh, actually open it up and look. Yeah, 75% reduced delay after it's calculated. Uh, so when dual wield hits you at cap, you get 75% less. And for the, the gains that you get, it basically causes your damage to skyrocket. And it does really funny things to your chat log. Like you just kind of like seizure in place while damage is happening. Um, if you're going to do it, it's hilarious. But outside of being hilarious, it's not very good. You have to dual wield clubs um, is, the, is usually the best way to do it. And like, don't bother. But other than that, though, like if you're low buffed or like, let's say haste falls off or like something terrible is happening, um, it does give you 45 seconds of having 75% reduced delay after calculations. So, you know, even if you're getting like some buffs, uh, but not complete haste cap, it, it's still there for you. And it's it's a pretty solid one hour. It just isn't along the lines of, you know, like Mighty Strikes. Like if it was Mighty Strikes, it over. Take <laughs> um, off martial over arts. Yeah, take off martial arts, sure. That's the thing that people get confused about with Monk too. And especially if they're a new player with a one set wonder or one TP set wonder, I mean, where they don't have even a manual way of changing their martial arts as they should. Martial arts is the equivalent of dual wield for hand to hand. So you do get you lose TP gain if you have too much martial arts. And Monk from the get go here, over especially over Pup, has so much martial arts already that a lot of times you just don't even use martial arts. Yeah. Like Ninja Usually. with Dual, a lot of the time you just, if you're capped uh, haste, you just don't even use any. Like, part of me actually wishes that Monk was on King Konkin because I, I could do really interesting things with a King Konkin on Monk. <laughs> yeah, but not in the, oh, the really situation cool. people take a Monk 2 or think about taking a Monk 2. So that's one of those things that you and I yeah. get very excited about, but people don't need to apply it yeah. or would or think about it or know how to balance yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just cool stuff. It's not like cool stuff that's practical. Yes. Like like the description I just had of Hundred Fists. It's, it's cool stuff, but it's not practical. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not Mighty Strikes. That you can do that. Yeah, it's not Mighty Strikes, but it's there and it's it's a solid buff with no real downside. Um and it lasts a long time. So it, I think it's like I think it's like a minute when you have your your uh, JSE for it. So but yeah, boost. Oh god. Boost. It is it's forty five seconds you go up to I believe a minute with your, your relic while it's been on. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. I almost the hose. The hose are loyal. Oh god. Okay. So boost. <laughs> this J. I love this J and I hate this J. <laughs> I can hear the disappointment in your face. Oh this this job ability is hilarious when it comes to damage. Like you could do like the most funny punch in the world, or you can attach it to a weapon skill. Um I like throwing it on tornado kick. So, so what it does, um, I'll just read it straight out of the wiki here. Your auto attack delay um, triples, so it has you. It gives you a ridiculous delay. If you're weakened, you can like boost, and you won't do anything for like the next like minute or two. 
<laughs> it's pretty stupid. Um, it's also kind of funny with a, with a piece of gear um, from Domain Invasion called the Ask Sash. Um, it's basically meditate when you boost, which is a reason you can use it. It's not absolutely terrible. You get that from one of the problems. Yeah, you get that from Domain Invasion. And uh, one of the problems with boost is that if you're not swinging at the mob, you're not gaining TP. And not only do most of uh, Monk's weapon skills FTP replicate, but they also scale insanely well with TP for the most part. Um, so you really want to be able to know why you're using boost if you're ever going to use it. Um, I typically try to use it if I'm at 3K and I want to have a screenshot number. <laughs> um, or I'll use it to meditate. It's not really used for what it's used for anymore. Um, but it is a um, a pretty large damage bonus. Uh, like getting, let's see, your damage is multiplied by 820 over 256. So, so there's math involved. Um, and a 400% increase in TP for a level 99 monk. Um, so for one swing, so it gives you like basically plus 800% uh, damage, which is crazy. Um, but that also depends on if you make all your hits like so with the with the FTP transfer that that monk has on most of his weapon skills that you care about if you miss a hit it may not seem that great but if you have like a lot of multi-attack procs that happen and you get like this huge damage multiplier on top of it you will usually do cap damage um but the problem is you're reducing your weapon skill frequency so it's like a weird trade-off uh, you typically don't want to use boost, and nowadays I usually just use boost for a quick meditate if I That's need to. Like the monk's do. perfect dodge, yeah. The, if the mob's perfect dodge, or like you can't do damage to it for some reason, or you have to turn or something, um, just activate boost. Uh, boost can save your life if you're soloing omen and you're up against the pain sink mob. It's actually pretty funny how that works. You can actually boost through the pain sink and then hit it really hard afterwards if you time it properly, um, and those kinds of effects. Uh, think... It increases the damage. She blast, but don't ever do that. Part don't ever do that. So part of the reason that that you don't do it too is not just because oh I'll just throw it on and, and cancel it. It has a, an extra forced universal delay attached to it. So even if you do it in weapon skill, you still have an extra five seconds on top of that. So was it does it become seven seconds from enter the weapon skill, or is it just still five seconds? It gives you it gives um, you enough delay that you've compromised your damage and TP gain enough. I I honestly don't really notice it because usually after I've done that weapon skill, I'm like opening paint to, to copy the screenshot in. To <laughs> so like I, I use that extra delay time to do that. Fox, you just have to, you know, print screen and post it on auctionhouse.com. Oh yeah, exactly. You don't have to open paint post, anymore. post the whole thing, both monitors, take a, and then after I take that picture, I need to take another picture with my, with my cell phone. I did it with your cell phone so you can go post it on Reddit. Post it properly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, big. Uh, it's, it's got great calculation. You want strength for it. Strength is part of that calculation that I didn't run over. It's not even a. It's not even really a complex calculation either. It's just uh, there's no reason for me to like read that math at you. You can go to the page and read it if you want, but it's not complicated. It makes strength great. Um, strength uh, monk weapon skills use fit and strength usually. So if you're stacking strength like you should be, it's usually going to bonus. You're going to get a bonus from weapon skill. But you're right, like. It does add delay, so it makes you swing slower. So there's almost no reason to use boost ever. <laughs> it's just if you want to pretend you're cool. Now, so. if you're doing a weapon skill like Howling Fist, do you throw on your uh, your your gloves with the weapon skill damage on them from Monk with an AF gloves? No. You don't use it at all no. to Howling Fist to them no. for the extra strength modifier it gives you? No. I'm pretty sure 
that because it is weapon skill damage on him so it seems like if it's giving you an extra modifier to boost if you do it it would be a reasonable piece to attach to a howling fist boosted if you were doing that even though you wouldn't be you just use it for meditate so monk is the job where i play the averages when it comes to weapon skills because like you really notice multi-attack so it's really hard to justify that piece when you can just use like naomi hands (laughs) yeah that's true it has double attack and because triple attacks are the best, obviously, but you still want to stack like double attack and weapon skill damage and stuff. Like it needs a, a, a healthy combination of everything to make it work. I think the problem like, from my question there already at the start is it's a niche thing inside of something you don't typically do already. So what is the situation yeah. occur that I'm now using a howling fist with a boost active versus just yeah. not doing that at all? So maybe you're weakened. I, but it's like it's a, it's a situation that it doesn't even matter at that well, point. Well, if, if you're if you're weakened though, like you'll hit boost and like you'll you'll have your boost timer will come up again. Again before you would have swung. Well, I meant so boost when, when you're skills, weakened, say you're weakened with TP. Right, but I mean, what's funny about boost is that if you're if you happen to be weakened and you still want to contribute to the fight, like they rebuffed you and everything, you're you're probably better off just boosting for TP, doing a weapon skill, and then boosting for TP again and doing a weapon skill, and just like not even being engaged. <laughs> it would also feed less TP if that's relevant, but that's cool. It's it's true you would. I guess it's actually something that that when it comes to boost for a meditate, if you're in combat and just want to get TP without feeding the mob, any, you could do that too. Yeah, it'd be really weird, but it's certainly you can you can definitely use monk in more sophisticated ways than a warrior. Or a dark oh, for knight, sure, or like, a samurai. Yeah, I, yeah. This is this is like all like comedy sketch stuff. Like it's not that you would never do anything that we're talking about seriously. Like if you're looking at this in a serious capacity, all you were using boost for is with the ask sash for a meditate. Um, Know that if a summoner has given you war cry though from from Ifrit, it will not let you boost. Really? So you want to be careful about that. Yeah, it'll auto cancel your boost. That's hilarious. So something I never, I don't play monk like that. It's I've I leveled to ninety nine yeah. when Adalim was brand new and I never touched it. So yep, I I, I wouldn't so know we, that because I never played monk. Yeah, it, it 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 basically overwrites it and it doesn't allow you to overwrite Warcry. And um, so you'll just get really sad. You'll hit boost, nothing will happen, and then <laughs> you won't meditate properly. I know Warriors um, get upset also, about Warcry getting blocked by effort, but damn, boost? It also gets kind of weird. Um, like, if you can, you want to build, like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even recommend this, but boost, in the sense of turning it into meditate, is also better if you don't have, like, a lot of haste effects on so like the moment let, let's say you zone into ambuscade right and i hate to keep using only ambuscade as an example but it's this kind of helps like you zone into you zone into ambuscade you want to boost immediately before they get haste buffs on you and stuff because it lowers your delay so if they lower your delay you have less ticks of boost to meditate with using the ask sash so you want to be very very careful about when you're using it because like it could be the difference between getting like three ticks which would be like 600 tp or getting like the full 1200 that you normally would get um, if you were just kind of, you know, standing around. That's a pretty um, big ask, Fox. Yeah. So there, there's some depth to boost, but most of it's terrible, like that joke. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, boost. I'm not even going to close that tab. <laughs> What's um, next, dodge or focus? Yes. <laughs> so, like, dodge. Monk has a lot of like utility stuff. Um, I think I always think of them like utility cantrips and stuff. Like it's not, they don't provide massive bonuses, but they're cool. But yeah, we'll talk about dodge because dodge will also help me like segue into uh, guarding. Guard. Well, you know, before they change a monk, when it just used to have dodge as a three minute ability of like just a little bit of evasion, they increased how much evasion it gives you 
it used to be like maybe with everything done to the job it was like 40 or 60 and now it's now it's 100 plus that 40 again i think it used to be like 20 evasion it was ridiculously stupid and and, and kept in a 75 era and when they yeah it was skilled to 75 era yeah <laughs> yeah and when they boosted out the 99 era and they made it instead of being a three minute ability a 30 second ability they added guard onto it it just used to be evasion i believe right yeah, and if you're using the right stuff, it used to just be evasion, yes. Yeah, the guard's great. Remember. That's the only thing that matters now on it. I mean, you can, you can use it for evasion, but 30 oh. seconds is kind of really limited to using evasion. Your, your evasion's okay on that. It's it is, yeah. I think it, it's, it's plus. It's not, so it, it's, it might be enough to reduce maybe one hit or something, but it's also, you know, the focus here is the guard on it. Yeah, think about, well, well Monkey want to approach it with layers of defense. So if, like, there's, like, a relatively okay chance of evading, um, a chance of guarding that I'm about to cover, and then a uh, a chance of countering, which is much better. Like I think it, the mom has to get through all those layers of defense through auto attack and like TP move on the other two, but you can't counter TP move. Um, so like the more the the better, especially since it's free. Um, this this is just a, a good defensive ability that you get for free. So you know um, I don't have a glance boss, so I can't really talk to you about how much better it gets with that. Um, I'm very interested from Glomfoss users to know how it actually affects guard because I'm going to explain something about guard that's going to make people fucking sad here in a bit. It gets actually five percent. Um, it says, but I don't know if there's actually any meaningful where that goes into the equation. Yeah, but just use your anchorite skaters plus three. You should have these anyway for for footwork. I, I think that may have changed recently with uh, with uh, the feet you can get out of sortie. But I'd, I'd have to look at it. No, use these on weapon skills no matter what. I think so. I, I don't know. I'd have to look at my. It's been a little while. But you get an extra 19 evasion. Again, it's just free. Just So just macro that in. Um, takes you up to 159. You know, and if you happen to have a glance boss, that would be like an extra 189. So that's not non-existent. That's actually a pretty good chunk of evasion plus, especially from a B-plus skill. So it's pretty realistic. It, the problem is that it only lasts for 30 seconds. So you can't really, like plan or run around like dodge and like really stacking the benefits of dodge and usually get the most out of evasion you really have to stack everything together um but what it does do is it does increase your guard rate i honestly don't know by how much but the sad thing about guard rate is that it caps at 20 percent <laughs> oh so it's no. not good yeah so um it's one of the first things i checked when it came to master levels even with um, relic? I noticed that uh, even it's well the the relic hand to hand is uh counter okay yeah, that's yeah my bad yeah yeah the guard, guard is is glansfast uh relic is is counter i was multitasking at the question i got a text <laughs> that's okay so yeah the, the so i the very first thing that i tested um when when master levels came out as i was like okay well you know we have all this uh we have all this guard skill now you know i'm gonna clear 800 guard skill and see what happens <laughs> And uh, yeah, versus like basic 119 mobs where I know I have almost 200 skill over them at 20%. Um, and really four is a five mob. like parry too, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you always have like some amount of of, of ability to, to mitigate damage, but and it, it can guard TP attacks, uh, physical TP attacks, which is great. Um, so here's the question. So it's never not good. <laughs> so Incortata raises your, your parry rate beyond that 20%, obviously. It goes up to 38, 37, somewhere around that percentage, just off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure if someone checks, they'd be more precise. Issa Keegan does that too on Ninja. Yeah, there you go for Ninja too. So does Glonsfoss at least raise you beyond that 20%? Because it's weird, because Guard already doesn't stop the damage. It reduces it. I mean, maybe if you had Phalanx on it, you could reduce it to take zero damage. But Guard 
is is really half-assed in the fact that it just reduces damage. We can guard a hit and still take hundreds of damage. It's just it's kind of kind of silly. Yeah. So I never I never tested it with the dodge guard rate increase. I just always assumed you'd have around twenty percent. It wouldn't matter. You would yeah, think because I, I was just checking raw skill. You would think comparison. for a job that doesn't stop all damage like a parry does that they wouldn't cap uh, guarding at a rate that parry already exceeds due to how they've structured parry for rune fencer to far exceed that twenty percent. Well, Look how annoying fucking Mandragoras are, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> when you go to fight them, they, like, they have like a higher guard, guard rate, rate higher yeah. than we get. Yeah, they have like they have like a seventy percent guard rate or some stupid a, shit. At least a fifty percent because of how often <laughs> yeah. you you get fucking uh, shall I say the phrase cucked when you go to weapon spot <laughs> in front of a Opkalu who goes and puts his little flippers, <laughs> his little wings in front of his yeah. face and, and hides behind it, and you go and get really sad because your your star diver did eleven k instead of sixty k. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, he guarded all the star diver. <laughs> and a mandragora constantly falling into the ground because I guess you you fall into the ground like a turnip when you're guarding, and you just see a mandragora every every few hits psh, psh, into the ground like it's a groundhog day. It is a significant reduction of damage when it procs, though. I don't know what it is, what what that damage reduction is, but it is very significant when it happens. Like you you notice it. That Puxatani um, bullshit. But yeah, as as far as like the rate goes, um. Maybe someday I'll, I'll check if a uh, guard rate is actually enhanced beyond the 20% cap that I found. Um, or that I'm sure someone else found it before me. It's just not really posted anywhere. Let me click on the guard um, page on BG and see if I get sad. Maybe. But like, uh, as far as like, loss is concerned, like, I, I would hope that it erases it by 5% oh, more. And here I it is, Fox. You can actually get amounts of guard. It doesn't have yeah. the guard rate at the top of, my, at the, top of the page here. Uh, in fact, it doesn't have the guard rate cast twenty percent anywhere on this page, so I'm already sad. But it says that it lowers the mobs uh, or the person's PDF uh, PDF to one. It's like a neg- oh yeah, change well, it to it's lowered by one. No, it says oh lowered by one. My bad. Okay, yeah, so it's like a negative crit. So you, if you if your PDF was already low, you could have a negative PDF if it, you're hitting the mob that way. But I'm pretty sure it'll floor at zero because like you'll you'll see a lot of times like if a guard happens, like you can end up with zero damage. You'll never like I, a negative would cause really weird things in this game. I think. Okay. <laughs> if it occurred, so it probably you have But you have to think at the same time. Ridiculous damage. When you're fighting a mob in Shoal C <laughs> and guard happens, it feels like it's a bigger reduction than than a one P diff because you could already be at a two, three, four P diff on the mob, uh, depending sure. on all buffs and everything with Soul Voice going on. And it feels like it's a bigger reduction than by one. It feels like there's missing information there, just by feels. I mean, it, it, it's pretty noticeable. Um, it depends on where it's at, because like when you're reducing a PDF by one like that, um, depending on what the attacker's PDF already is, one is going to feel different. Like the difference of it going from like five to four is a lot different than if going from like one to zero or two to one, because that that's like a different change in like how much damage is occurring. It seems more it, severe that it, you would go may, from a five to a four and it feels harder than that. I mean, obviously, there's math that could just disprove my my my. That's that's kind of what I was. My non-empirical about. observations here. Yeah. Um, yes. My so eyeball. basically, so basically, um, it's always going to seem like it does more for you the lower the PDF of your opponent. So, like, if you're already geared for defense, uh, if you guard, you're going to see a, a much bigger damage mitigation than. Than if if it has like an already very high yeah that's what I'm saying you would you would think that if your peed is already so much higher versus so much lower where you would see an even bigger uh, cut that it feels like the the cut you see is higher than just going from a five to a four or something like that yeah because if you go from a four to a five that's like a twenty five percent increase 
So like if you're going in the other direction, that's basically what you're seeing. But if you're going from like a one to a two, it's 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 much different. Like yeah. if you're going from two to one, that's a that's, that's half. That's yeah, basically. So that, that's kind of what I was I was trying to allude to without getting too weird, like hurting people. Well, these are the things people don't talk about when it comes to monk. They just go, okay, howling fit. Like these are the actual interesting mechanics yeah, I mean, behind the job. Unfortunately, SE made it so that you can't gear around this. <laughs> and this would be a really cool way to make Monk into like a legitimate tank if because if it's it already has high HP, it has a great way of holding enmity through damage. I think that's actually really interesting, and we don't have a tank that really does that anymore. Um Rune used to kind of do that. It still kind of can. Off. It kind of can, but it's it wouldn't be nearly the same level that Monk would have. And like Monk has a lot of abilities that you would think would turn it into a tank, but it's just not because it doesn't quite get there and it's energy sensor garbage. We need to have some, so, some Rune Fencer Lionheart sub monk counter sets. With yeah, them. like <laughs> it'd be very sub job dependent if that's the case. You'd have to be like ML50 and have like Rune sub job for foil. Like there'd be like a lot of like weird things that you'd be doing to make monk. It feels bad too way. because when you sub Rune Fencer on Ninja, you get Incartata. When you sub yeah. Rune Fencer on Monk for all the enmity and stuff, it gives you a magic evasion. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't give you. You, you, you get tenacity. You get tenacity. <laughs> Woo! But you don't. You can't. You can't parry now, which is when I sub yeah. Rune Fencer on Dancer and, and Divergence. It's great. It really makes a noticeable difference. Oh. But on on Monk, you get nothing. Well, you can parry. You can, you can absolutely parry. You just have to put your staff on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we've 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 done it now. Well, it's I'm, a bad idea. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. I'm parrying with my my monk sub as, rune with the staff. As synergistic as the malignant's pull is to that idea, don't do that. <laughs> you staff weapon skills are very bad. They are. The, the thing that needs to be sad. changed the most next is a staff weapon skill than a club weapon skill. Okay, Nonetheless, focus. Yeah, uh, focus is awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> that was the one that went just from accuracy to let me guess accuracy and crit rate or yeah. accuracy. Let me say twenty twenty percent crit rate. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's the Glans Foskis crit rate with it, so it's not it just still just gives accuracy. No, no, it, it gives crit rate as well. Oh, it doesn't even so, you, okay. You, here, get, you get 20%. Yeah, you get 20%. And Glans Foss gives you three. So is the so <laughs> the first thing I see yeah, three percent So the first thing I see here on the on the BG page is enhances accuracy. Did they not change the game text to say enhance it? Because on no, Dodge they did not change the game text. That's fucking stupid. Because on, on Dodge it says uh, evasion and guard rate in the description, but yeah. here it just says accuracy. That's why I assume it doesn't because I thought it did crit rate, that's why I said it before I even pulled it up. And then and this is in the notes here, accuracy by hundred and crit rate by twenty percent, which is ridiculous for, for thirty Most seconds. Most of the time numbers. Most of the time when a monk uses focus, um, it'll be in tandem with another job ability they'll use called impetus that we'll talk about later. <laughs> it's fucking broken. But um, you want the extra accuracy from this as well as the crit rate to start you out on the impetus train. And then when that uh, that impetus train rolls into the station, things die. <laughs> so that, that's <laughs> kind of like how you'll focus. generally use it. Yeah, like you, you typically don't use focus for anything else. Um, usually it's just bundled with the the startup costs of, uh, impetus. of impetus just you get there yeah you 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 can and probably should break it off once you're more advanced on monk because then you can use it situationally like in wave three if you need to hit like a thief an extra 100 accuracy can matter especially depending on like where oh, your buffs does. are at because yeah before it distracts them especially yeah and especially with the nature of the multi-hit um the ftv transfer on all amongst weapon skills um you will notice really heavily if your accuracy is not where it's supposed to be because you already have like I don't know, a sub 80% chance of landing all eight hits on one of those in an ideal situation. So you're not always like master blasting the the mob. Like a lot of the times you'll get multi-hit procs, but you'll actually miss. Um, 
So you want to keep that in mind. And Monk did get a nice boost back in the day when they changed hit rate around the Adelin era a decade ago, where they made the first hit cap at 99 instead of 95. But that's still yeah. the second hit is still a 95 rate. So your 96, 7 percent average is still going to miss and reset impetus. But that's later for impetus. Yeah, impetus changes. Yeah. Impetus is great. <laughs> um, impetus save Monk. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot to talk about here. It's just solid and you should use it and you should use it properly. Um, 20% crit rate is nothing to laugh at. And Earthrock users get quite a bit out of this. Is, or really, actually, um, this is decent with Karambit as well. Uh, because Karambit, gets 50 we've mentioned if we ever guess what it does. Yeah, it gets plus 50 TP, um, when you're, uh, which is plus 50 store TP uh, when you crit. So the more crits you do, especially during impetus when you have it, you just turn into a TP machine, which is great. And this on its own would give you extra accuracy and then an extra crit rate as well outside of impetus. So like if you again, if you break it off, it's great, but it's usually just used as part of the startup bundle of uh, JA spam with impetus. So I enjoy synergy and jobs and how things all work and play with other things that go on. This so job is good as synergy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this job is all about synergy. Not all about it, but this job has good synergy, and it's including the when the weapons work and play well with the job versus other jobs just put on a weapon to do damage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of damage, chakra is always a nice lifesaver slash debuff remover. Yeah. I honestly don't use it for removing debuffs as often as I probably should be. It's unique because um, it can reduce, it can remove taint when other things can't. It's the one thing that can remove taint. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're only bringing a monk to, uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you're doing the the typical yeah. syrup pug, I need a melee group. I, I got taint on a boss. <laughs> yes. What really makes me sad is that like you get like anchorite cyclist right, and it it builds it gives you the ability to remove paralysis, so like it just makes your gambling slightly better. <laughs> like I would never <laughs> want to use chakra because of its long cooldown when paralyzed, but I guess if shit hits the fan and you really got to try something, you might as well gamble it. I guess. Feels um, bad. Chakra, from a sub job, like if you sub monk, chakra is a decent amount of HP, and it says it restores a small amount of HP to the user, and that is wrong. <laughs> Um, that's the game description yeah <laughs> so so when you are monk main and you use chakra there's job points uh, so it gives you an there's extra job points towards it yeah there's uh you wear the anchorite cyclist with it as well um hesicast gloves um the premium heart if you're an idiot uh, <laughs> premium uh, heart is the mog bonanza weapon that you win from rank one basically this is a once every three minutes full cure to yourself um with slightly less status effects that you're that you're removing like it gets rid of like weird ones like poison and paralysis disease plague disease. Taint, yeah. paralysis it gets rid of stuff that, that's kind of you don't run into very often like the paralysis removal is neat but again it comes with the downside of being tied to a ja so it's already a gamble um, you don't really use it for the debuff removal, but you can. It removes blind too, I think. I think blind would be the most important one to remove outside of taint. Yeah, especially during something like uh, like impetus, where hitting all your hits matters. How about this month, where you're not really in too much danger as a monk, but the uh, the blind, the smoke screen candle stick that the goblins throw at you is like minus two hundred accuracy, which can certainly matter. So removing that blind that may land <laughs> on you zero to one times, or maybe a few times a fight. Uh, if, if you're especially if your white mage is slow, removing that blind is a significant impact your DPS. So you can actually use chakra for how the fight's like two minutes this month for the goblins. So that's that's a until the goblin immediately turns around and hits you with it again. Yeah, but like, I can also use the, the crispy ass candle, and you'll have a, a crispy candle. <laughs> the extra yeah, crispy. I I can't really naysay that that's the case. Just just keep in mind that it's tied to a three minute timer. It's like, cool to have as long options. as you're it's tied to a three minute timer. Removing a status effect is nice, but with it being a full heal to yourself, like it, it can restore like upwards of three k HP 
4K HP. Like, it's crazy. Um, the fact that it can take you from being a corpse to not being a corpse, and then you can use inner strength later that we'll talk about to take you from not being a corpse to turning yourself into a god. Um, and guys have been won by chakra and inner strength at the last hour. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's very, very good. Um, part of me wishes I would reduce the recast on it, but even then, the, the recast on from the merit points isn't super great. Like, we can talk about merit points later on, but just notice that that's there. Um, the chakra effect from job points is laughable. Um, you <laughs> Chakra itself is so strong. That it's 200 <laughs> HP on top of it, yeah. Yeah, sure. Extra 200 HP. You got That's it. still something. <laughs> if if yeah, the full just, cure was just, enough, but it's still something, and especially if make sure it. make sure you have Anchorage Cyclist plus three and has chest gloves plus three, and you'll be fine. Um, if you combine both of those during your uh, your chakra, you should be okay. Um, also, keep in mind that when you activate a job ability, you still can get hit in that window, so it may not be the best because of how much HP it restores to go like fully vit only, you know, because it has a bit modifier. Um, know that usually when you're using chakra, it's because you're getting beat on. So don't drop out of a DT set to use Chakra, and you may want to bake some DT into it because it is one of those job abilities we'll be using under duress. I feel like so. the uh, Imperium plus two, three would definitely fit into that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. High, high bit um, defense just seems great. Because Naomi's is not, not great, but it's certainly you don't want to not have full DT when doing it. And, and hopefully what people are realizing by at least now is that Monk has a lot of really simple decision-making process. So if you're not really comfortable with a lot of the mechanics in the game, you can do cool things with Monk. But a lot of these decision points that we're talking about aren't super complex. Yeah. So this might be the job for you if if you are kind of like a little shy about that. But I think it's more engaging without too much burden on understanding the game mechanics and still having options yeah. that that impact your you still want to do them, but they're not catastrophic if you're just kinda kinda lost in the shit and you're not thinking. So it gives you the ability to behave in a mindless smooth brain dd fashion while also having choices and also having options and abilities and doing more than just engage fight kill there's more going on yeah. for monk so i'm partial to the it's more engaging and exciting with more options and, and that stuff while also being a little more narrow as in practice damage type though, focus. in practice you just go up and hurt something well that's <laughs> like, for most things in the game i mean a lot of it stuff. a lot of it is just like it, your your game plan changes more than your actual execution I, I would say, like, like the thought of what you're going to do going into something changes a lot more when it comes to Monk. Like, it's like, okay, I need to do this this way, and you're going to synergize your abilities around doing a very specific thing that's going to revolve around your blunt damage you're maximizing. As opposed to, like, when you actually go to do it, though, you're going to be like, okay, I'm a weapon skill certain uh, HP thresholds and not die. Like, those are your two Those are your two missions. I think the so. easiest way to simplify it with a terrible <laughs> metaphor would be, I feel like Monk swims in a bigger tank in the same pool than a warrior. So it, yeah. has, it has more... It has more places for its mind to roam than a warrior does yeah it's just not having multiple damage types <laughs> yes that, that's the reason that monk suffers the most but also it's nice to have a thing that you apply a certain way to apply leverage to something without having to be like oh uh you know it's nice to carry shining one and, and nagling or anything or a club lazotic mace yeah. plus one it's nice to have those options that's the reason that, that other jobs get so much even dark knight can do those things not the shining one obviously but uh, it's yeah. like, like those are the reasons those jobs are chosen because those things do come up and they do matter, especially for the Shoal Sea dominated world, as you said. But it's just nice to have something that, that you just, it applies this way and it does these interesting things. It makes me really hope that when they do open up the next leg of Sortie, um, that they don't have it be as exclus exclusive when approaching the content because like, it feels like the best, the absolute best way to approach Sortie 
currently is to bring mages. Like if you don't bring mages, you're you're probably just doing it the hard way. You can do it with melees, but it's kind of suboptimal. And then like the more narrow your melees are, the less they're going to do against certain mobs. Like monk is really not good against like amorphs because they usually resist blunt. Yeah. But hopefully is. when they when they when they and leeches and stuff and aquex, uh, hopefully when That's they, the when they open that up. Yeah, the whole A-wing is going to shit on Monk, but and that's then the whole why... C-wing explodes the Monk, so it's... it's that's, yeah, that's that's the world Monk lives in, that, the reason it gets the flack it does, because when yeah. you're having a situation it's like, super good like A-wing, super you feel really bad and you just don't want to be in that job anymore. So if you're yeah. a solo guy, that is something that comes into play. So that would go to the why would I be a Monk kind of thing, but at yeah, the same and time... Then it, then it... It goes into Shoal C though. It gets, it extends to yeah. you know what we experience in Shoal C. I've been monk in Shoal C. It actually feels really good, and you can go off and do your own thing. It just sucks for the same reason as like if you bring a blue mage in. Like blue mage can be crazy when it comes to doom strats. But if you don't get any mobs on a floor with doom strats, I mean you can still do great damage, but you're not really playing to the strength of why you brought that job particularly. And I'm not gonna get too far into it. But no, no, that's, that's a great point. Great. Um, monk is the same story. Like if if. If you run into like a bunch of stuff that's going to resist blunt, then you have to make sure that you have something else to fight. If nothing on the floor is like that, it's going to be like me crying into my flute on bard when I'm savage blading skeletons. It feels awful. As they say, so, Fox, shit is situational, and variety sometimes you variety can't for the situation is the yeah, spice the of life. There you go. Um, yeah, we can move on then. Yes. Uh, chi blast, so chi blast. Yeah, just reduce TP gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yep. It's so good, and it changed so much because it used to be used as a damage move, but we're not going to play the nostalgia thing. Like nobody likes boosting for seven years and then doing a she blast. It's so stupid. I hated that always. Does this part of the wiki here need to be updated? It was the old boost. You can boost a maximum of twelve times. You don't boost twelve times as a minute. So I don't know boost if anyone's. Can you still? Can you do a boost? No, for an that, hour that is, on that is dead. <laughs> yep. No, that's dead. Let me remove that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the damage formula still works that way, though. But. Uh... Oh no, number boost I, I don't think exists anymore. Actually, the damage formula might be wrong as well. I don't know, I've looked at it. Basically though, even if you go like all in on trying to make boost work, um, like, or I'm sorry, boost plus Chi Blast work, it's always gonna be bad, like don't do it. Um, the only reason you use Chi Blast now is for penance, uh, which is uh, it's merit job trading. And- uh, You should have it. It inhibited, yeah, it inhibits the TB in of your opponent. Like you, that is very, very good and it's always useful. You can stack it with uh, with weapon skills like uh, uh, like Shijin Spiral uh, with its plague effect. Even though you gotta apply it pretty often because it wears off quickly. Um, if you're doing like extreme subtle blow things, which Monk can do, um, it's typically the go-to job for it. Um, stacking that plague with Chi Blast is generally your road to victory. But yeah, Chi Blast, not a lot to say about it though. It is a three-minute recast and um, the blast effect for Penance does last about half as long as that. So if you bring two monks, you can perpetually lock something down, um, at least with inhibit TP. Yeah, it doesn't uh, stop TP gain. A lot of people think it stops it. It, it just inhibits the TP gain. It reduces it. To it, quite it, a bit. Because inhibit doesn't mean, uh, you know, prohibits. It just inhibits. Yeah. So it gives them negative store TP, basically. Um, okay. Uh, now the, uh, the one of the worst job abilities in the game. Um, <laughs> Counterstance? Counterstance. At it, 75, it was something. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Okay. So, oh, I think if it didn't reduce your defense anymore, it could be something. Oh, counter, counter. I think I they mean, should have changed counter stance when they changed the other abilities and reduced counter stance to like a minute of just you know capping counter. Counter stance could still see a place because, like, yeah, it sucks. 
So counter stance is like the ultimate gambling. So it reduces your defense by 50%, which is crazy. Um, but then it also increases your counter rate by 45%, which is also crazy. And a monk at uh, at level 99 is going to have a 27% counter rate just chilling. So, you know, you add 45 to that, you, you've almost capped it at the at the 80 that you can get to. So, is it, well, I mean, technically 79.2 after act check. But yeah, it's 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 80. Just, just call it 80. Um, it's never going to get that one. That like 20% is never going to come up. But the, uh, at least not without, you know, machine telling you. But uh, if you're rocking like a 72% counter rate with like no other sacrifices to gear or anything, that's still really good. Like it, it's a, it's a, it's a weirdly good ability and it does increase your counter damage, but it's very hard to build around properly because you're you're increasing your damage when you use it because of the dex bonus the job points give you but the problem is that you have then because your defense is so low you have to sacrifice so many other slots and potentially even outside buffs making it so you don't die when you use it if it is the game plan um the last time i remember using counter stance was in the sealed fate master trial <laughs> well that's, that's i mean so but I, I just edited the wiki here because i guess no one's touched monk in a fucking Era so seventy five yeah. information was still here where it said uh, is often employed as an effective tanking strategy, but users but uh, users should be used exercise caution when exercising it's it. Really I, dangerous. So I just yeah. I remove that because employed as an effective tanking strategy is misleading at best. I just changed that to oh. historically was employed as an effective tanking strategy, but in the modern eye level era of the game, it is rather niche at best. That's, okay, that's so at least more accurate. Sort of. Uh, okay, so counter stance can be used. It's just you get so much counter gear that you don't end up needing it. So like yeah, counter exactly. stance is much better for a newer monk. The the so okay. So the way you want to look at counter stance, and this is gonna seem kind of strange, is think about a uh, a samurai using Sagan. Um there's another ability that you get later called perfect counter, and it helps mitigate stuff even further. So like perfect counter. Gives gives you a guaranteed, a guaranteed. Let's just do perfect counter, counter now. Sure, um, it gives you a guaranteed counter, and it has a chance to not wear off every thirty. So seconds. like it, it acts just like blink, and you can yeah, it has a duration of thirty seconds. Um, it can wear off on a counter. It it typically wears off sooner than than a samurai with uh with third eye would would experience. Like usually third eye, you can last to like your you know your recast. This will usually wear off sooner. Um, it gives you a guaranteed uh counter. And then if you're using it with uh, with counter stance, you get a damage modifier from bit and you get a damage modifier from dex at the same time when you're doing it. Um, you also get 100% critical hit rate for counters. Like it, it really increases your damage from counter. So it synergizes with counter stance, even though it, it usually overrides the counter effect that you're trying to get. Um, counter stance nowadays would be more towards like trying to improve like the like counter stance weirdly is more of a safari thing um because of how safari affects your uh which is the relic hand to hand which how, how it affects like your uh your damage um your, your 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 actual counter damage along with like some of your relic gear that enhances critical hit rate like it's this whole like weird build that when you synergize it all together can do interesting things but because you can't counter tp attacks counter stance usually just leaves you a smear on the ground so if you're in a situation where you're 
inhibiting TP really hard, it can be useful. But again, the, the, the problem isn't that counter is mitigating the TP feed because when you counter them, they actually gain TP. It's more so you're inhibiting TP to stop them from doing TP attacks regularly anyway, so that they don't kill you with the defense loss. Like it's 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 really strange. Like you can totally build around counter stance, but it's 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 just not as good. It's not as good as just being careful, not gambling. I'm going with a slightly slightly smaller damage bonus with modifiers because like getting the dex bonus out of there. Yeah, it sucks. Your damage is lower. Um, but if you're still trying to do counter things for whatever reason, um, you have the gear to boost your counter rate without that defense loss. So really all you're losing out on is the dex bonus. Um, and that's where it gets kind of strange. So I, I'm hope it wasn't too convoluted what I tried to explain there, but like perfect counter is a lot like third eye when used with counter stance for that reason. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not the best. Again, <laughs> yeah, perfect counter is, but counter stance is not. Perfect counter is amazing. So that was a, a whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, yeah, if you use the, the relic feat with counter stance, you can actually just like straight up cap, cap your counter rate without any outside gear. And that's really all I have on, on counter stance. Um, counter stance is also kind of interesting as a sub job though, um, because you can sub it on other jobs. Yeah, that's and, when it comes into play more, I think, because I can do that on pup and it's kind of interesting. I I actually really like counter stance on rune fencer. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree either. That's it's cool because you're already uh, depending on what you're fighting with a magical mob that just has normal hits. It might be more productive to just counter. Yeah, yeah well, you also have seventy five percent physical damage reduction. So yes. like, even though your defense is reduced, and we know that in like Shoal C, that's real bad. Like, never use this shit in Shoal C. But there are some situations where you can add an extra layer of countering on on rune fencer on top of like the other things that you're layering on. And, and again, it it just goes into that idea of layering defense. And while it's not Lionheart light skill chains when you're fully buffed, uh, Dimidiation does have a nice attack boost and does self skill chain on Rune Fencer. So if you were in a situation where you needed the tank still, I'm going to explore this idea here, Fox, with me out loud. I, I don't have any, uh -oh. I have no uh, inner monologue here, so I'm going to explore it out loud with you. Uh -oh. If a situation on Rune where you're tanking, you're also using counter stance and, and, and dealing it that way against a mob that's not employing devastating physical TP moves you can't block. Which is the reason you wouldn't want to use counter stance because you take even more damage on on the rune fencer, even with the seventy five percent. You just wouldn't want to. Uh, you could be in a situation where you're using Epio because you're not going to use it with Lionheart, especially uh, that you would be doing that while meaningfully doing. I don't know. I, it doesn't like as I keep thinking about it, it doesn't oh. seem like you'd really care to use. Counter it's stance. weird. You 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 don't. It's just an extra layer of defense. So like the the weird thing about counter but is it is if you take more you don't damage. you don't gain TP. You don't gain TP yeah. off the counter, but your opponent does. So you're feeding them TP technically, but it's usually less than they would have gotten from hitting you. Because counter does proc after everything. So when you say extra layer of defense, that's what you're going on there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just another layer. Sometimes that taking the hit for less damage after that fact could still be more of a defense than depending on the mob's TP set. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a weirdly situational. I've, I've never yeah. employed it myself. Have you practically employed it at all? Or Not on something? Rune Fencer. I yeah. have done it on Dancer because okay. Dancer gets fan dance. It's yes, actually it really good on Dancer, and you want to sub Monk on Dancer anyway um, a lot of the time because like, yeah. it gives you hand-to-hand -hand and Karambit stuff. That's, that's where I um, would see it come into play, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's it's probably the the best jump job for that. It's just usually because you're sustaining incoming damage. Like people would think, like, hey, I'm going to do this on a tank, and you can. It's a it's another layer of defense, but you just have to really know what you're doing going into it because of the defense loss. But because Dancer has such ridiculous uh, physical damage mitigation under Fan Dance, um, well, it's not levels you, you of MBL typically tree. get away with it. It's it's not well. Okay, so the first couple hits are the first couple hits are like the most broken yes. thing ever, but like. You also can like back that up with evasion and stuff. Like it's it's but easier. But you can to back still use evasion. dodge, even though it's thirty seconds. So you can also use dodge, and dodge is actually way better on dancer than it is on bomb. Yeah, because dancer <laughs> dancer gets really interesting sets in terms of uh, bathy choker is counter and evasion. There, there's a lot of things yeah. you overlap there. Dancer gets some really cool sets. Like uh, sub monk on dancer is something you can definitely explore the, far more than you can on sub rune fencer. I think. And in addition to dancer, I have also done sub monk on beastmaster. <laughs> I can see that. We talked about that in the Beastmaster episode. <laughs> which is, in which is years really ago. funny. It, it, yeah, it's super funny, but it's you 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 have a really high chance of dying. Yeah, the defense <laughs> down is is, is seriously one of the. You, you would think it's. I think anyone who's done Shoal Seek understand how important attack to defense of the player is in terms of yeah. that fifty percent decrease is is really even on trash mobs they go from not being deadly to being potentially pretty deadly. If there like if, if I don't like if I'm in a group and I don't know who the monk is or like even among my own group and I don't see people play monk very often and I watch them pop counter stance like I immediately I immediately like do the the Dwayne the Rock Johnson eyebrow the people's fucking eyebrow man like it, you did the people's happen. eyebrow because I better get the fucking people's elbow in a bad situation yeah stance. yeah like I see the pop counter I, I would see someone pop counter stance and I'm like uh, do they actually know what they're doing it's or... why it's often ignored like I feel like counter stance <laughs> was something you did in 75 when you're yeah. approaching red HP because you're just going to die at that point anyway so you might as well see if you can yeah, gamble the counters to like live but, but yeah, yeah that I think that, that situation might still apply to monk but still that's yeah it's the sets have changed it's it's a really good ability that's really hard to use. I think is where I live on it. Um, yeah, that's I, I think I think it's good. It's just it's it's almost impossible to use in most situations. It's really sad. It was definitely a lot better in the seventy five era for sure because mobs didn't have quite the beat if that we have to deal with now. So like when a mob's getting like an eight times damage modifier against you because they're uncapped, uh, we have caps. They do not. Here's interesting though, Fox. Uh, Counterattacks can critical hit, so that is kind of interesting. Yeah, they can. Oh yeah, dude! You can do um, a lot of damage if it's a killer be killed kind of thing. You could do a lot of damage with impetus of Erythragna counter stance. <laughs> oh no, you use Farai for that. Well, yeah, that's true because increases counter damage. <laughs> increases counter damage, and then you got the the relic body um, that increases the critical hit rate of uh, of counter as well. Yeah, Definitely and it also has DT uh... on it. The relic body is pretty decent. But the problem is that usually that's the best when you have impetus charges going. So you'll typically want to try to incorporate the um, the Viku body into that to really get the most out of it. But when impetus is down, um, you typically want to wear the relic body for the extra crit rate. It's crit rate. As each cyclists, I think it's crit rate. Yeah, it's crit. Rate. But, but yeah, they absolutely can crit, and you notice it when it happens too. Like it's usually like five digit damage. <laughs> It's a it's it's not insignificant. But counter does cap eighty percent though. While we're you yes. know, going about that, it probably so, yeah, just so said it on like, the actual counter stance page because it says it on the perfect counter page. It should say it on a counter page. Well, it probably says it on the counter yeah, page. Yeah, just but, it on but the, the perfect counter. Yeah, oh, this the counter is the page. actual counter page. My bad. Yeah, there's so many fucking counter pages up. Yeah, right it says it at the bottom. Uh, trade caps at eighty percent, but then they get super technical because it does have to pass an act seventy nine point two percent at react check. Yes, because you can't have one hundred percent accuracy. 
I think if counter stance should go to 100% counter punch, uh, chance rate, that would actually be, besides being broken, well, it wouldn't be too broken. That would be, kind of, that would be oh. kind of broken. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Because then, then it would be really, really easy with caps level blow to stop them off from ever TPing you. Because again, if you're countering them, you're feeding your TP hit instead of their TP hit on you. Uh, so Well, the mob like, gains TP when you counter. Yes, but it's much less than they would have gained by hitting you. True. Um, especially if you can like manage to up your agility or something. I was thinking of all the modern mobs that just have AoE attacks you can't counter. Basically anything yeah. in sortie, anything that's a boss there. Not like mini anems, but any of those mobs. Yeah. Uh, any whales, any iron giants, any like most mobs you fight that mean any anything. vengeance bosses that are yeah. most that TP are moves tier, that are not tier one <laughs> from these mobs yeah. that are like AoE kind of TP moves. Yeah, it's it's Speaking kind of, of counter though. Next month is the orc ambuscade, and that's going to be some countering <laughs> against us. Uh, is that the one dance. where you where you? I think that's the one where um, Crochet Morris like destroys everything. I could see it if I remember right. I, I haven't done it in a do long like time. Damage. We'll do that next update when it's talking about the ambuscade. So yeah, I just remember. I just remember. Uh, I only have Vidiation Sword, but I remember using Vidiation Sword and that just completely destroying the orcs with that so yeah so we did perfect counter we did counter stance we got footwork oh now we're getting the cool footloose so footwork i think fox is the number one thing that monks that you invite to parties that are like oh i'm i'm r15 very frogner with fucking r30 uh naomi gear invite me please ml50 i think footwork as they uh, ignore even fucking doing it and changing weapons on monk as you should which has been mentioned before in the podcast but this is a monk episode so you should change (laughs) weapons on monk and it's because yeah, of footwork. Should. Footwork's often just ignored by well, monks. They just run in. You should change weapons on monk if you have a Verithrogna and a God Hands. Um, if you only have a God Hands, it's completely okay to just use God Hands the entire time. Yeah. I, I'm the, I'm in that camp. Verithrogna gets the attention of most monks. They want that weapon. And there are monks, especially <laughs> certain monk in my group named Hondru, who only has Verithrogna. Which we Sweet. recently discovered when it came up for Bumba, like, what? Put on your God hands. He's like, <laughs> I, I don't have God hands. I'm like, what do you mean don't have God hands? I, I never unlocked it. I didn't think. I just was very thrugna for everything. I'm like, okay, okay, Hundi. <laughs> that's a that's a poor Hundi accent, but I, yeah. I can't do a Virgin Islands accent, but Ooh, I can man. only do a Virgin accent, oh. Fox. Oh yeah. Okay, so footwork. Um, I guess it, it'd be good to know like how kick attacks works. Um, to roll footwork. So for anyone who's familiar with Ninja, which is probably like nobody, um, kick attacks works a lot like Dokken, um, where you have like a base rate that can happen in addition to the rest of your combat swings. So because of that, uh, uh, just like on Ninja, uh, Monk kind of has like a diminishment from quad attack because like you can end up with too many attacks in a round because it still caps as eight. It, it gets kind of weird. Um, the Empyrean set bonus actually allows you to kick twice occasionally, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And um, kick attacks uh, plus footwork. Uh, fo- footwork has evolved since the 75 era. Um, footwork in the 75 year era used to only allow you to kick. Yeah, that was now, that was a yeah. weird thing because in 75 you just kind of use it for H and M's to reduce TP feed yeah. or something because you're attacking less. Yeah, it was very it was very niche to use it for sure. Um, it, the kicks on their own, I think, did a little more damage, but they were, like, less frequent. It was strange back then. It was, yeah, I'm glad they fixed it by but changing it. But now footwork just increases that rate. So at uh, at level 76, well, really, yeah, 76, because you can merit at 76. 
Uh, plus, you can have up to a 19% kick rate. Um, just chilling on monk, so that's your your kick attacks in general. And then you have gear that uh, that enhances the ability to kick as well. Um, so if you ever see kick attacks, if you see kick attacks damage plus, then that's the damage. If you see, ever see kick attacks plus on a piece of gear, that's a percentage increase to your actual kick rate. Um, notably, the JSC neck and the back um, provide bonuses to that. And then there used to be builds where you'd use like Hezzy Chest Hose before the Imperium Plus Three legs came out. You you would use that for kick attacks, but now because the um, the Biku Hose Plus Three gives you kick attacks plus thirty percent, like you you were almost at one hundred percent kick attack rate at all times. So you can just guarantee that you have two main hits with your fists and a kick on every attack round. You get a big attack boost too because the Biku Gators, if you wear them in activation, is a sixteen percent at plus three, and you get a you get extra damage uh, from the kick attacks too. Just for using the footwork. Yes, and you want to pay attention to like what feet you have on when you use um, weapon skills that correlate with kick attacks. So the the weapon skills you you're looking out for is dragon kick, and you're looking out for tornado kick. There is nothing better in that slot you will ever use than weapon skilling in anchorite skaters plus three, um, because it gives you a base 120 damage to your weapon. So that's your weapon's base damage plus 120, uh, plus you know your your you need so it's already a kick with an extra damage bonus from kick attacks itself. So that's why um tornado kick is actually has the highest potential for damage out of everything. A lot of people will usually jump to like howling fist or sometimes raging fist. Um if footwork lasted longer than a minute, footwork would honestly in my opinion it's right up there with impetus anyway, but impetus lasts longer. Um it's footwork is crazy because it, it basically guarantees that you have a faster TP per round. And it gives you access to doing insane damage with tornado kicks. I think the easiest way to think about that in terms of everyone looks at modifiers of weapon skill and goes, oh, this modifier is like 80% for Ruger Storm. That means I want to stack all these decks because it matters a lot. That's just adding the base damage. So adding 120 yeah. uh, to base damage is the same as if you had a 100% modifier for adding 120 to something versus you have a 40% uh, strength and 40% vit. For, for tornado kick. So to get 120 by taking a number and divide it by 40%, that, that's the number you would need to get 120 would be would be three times higher than that, basically. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous number of, of stat plus you can't get that you would need to equal that 120 base damage. You would need a ridiculous number of stats you can't hit to add that number. Yeah, and we, we previously talked about how Howling Fist is known for having the 1.5 times attack modifier. Um, tornado kick basically has that too. Uh, it's only 1.2, at least in a in a vacuum. But because you're weapon skilling the Anchorite Skaters, and you get about 10% from having kick attacks active anyway, your your attack is effectively 20% higher. So it it also has an, a pretty huge bonus. And it's an FTP replicating weapon skill tornado kick. It's yes. three hits, and the FTP is even higher than uh, than Howling Fist here. So yeah. it's it's three hits plus multi attack procs plus the kick. Like that's why. You want to you want use... to get you want to get as close to three k as possible. So if you have a warrior buffing you, or if you have TP bonus effects buffing you, or any, oh, by warrior I mean Warcry, Shiva um, especially for Shiva buffing you, yeah, God hands is is, is like you, you, you should get, never you get be stupid taking... damage on monk, even though it's only level one yeah. skill change you're making, you just get stupid damage. Yeah, this the skill change damage is crazy, and it's actually one of the one of the big arguments for using the army um, over. Uh, over like some in pocket pieces and stuff like sure you get weapon skill damage bonus like there it's so funny like if you watch somebody build sets 
for like what the best set is for like tornado kick or howling fist or, or anything and Paca's head. you'll see like a lot of really weird stuff where yeah on Paca's head is always going to be the best thing you can wear there like i don't like to use best for alpha but Paca's head is very good um because it has double triple high amounts of attack and it also has skill chain damage yeah it's got like five percent um, double attack at, at r30 then it's got four percent triple attack whatever and it has like a two to 300 depending on augment uh tp bonus for a high tp replicating weapons it's ridiculous use it with moonshade in your god hands like get an extra yeah, thousand uh, on your own imagine that Warrior so if you have if you have crazier. crystal blessing and war cry already you're at like uh what is it, an extra 800 plus mm-hmm. 500 from god hands plus uh 250 from the earring plus let's say 250 so you're talking like without even having basically all your beer, you're constantly getting a, a 4.5 at 3k here replicated like it's a ridiculous ftp the whole reason you'd want to have like footwork is so ridiculously broken i see monks completely ignore that ability and to not just be throwing out ridiculous tornado kicks with with all those things you can throw on it it, it's just ridiculous yeah because people get a lot of tunnel vision because you can always see the immediate impacts of impetus which we'll talk about in a bit but um footwork is actually in my opinion one of the stronger abilities if you're if you're looking at a zerg um because usually your zergs don't last more than a minute anyway and yeah it's it's completely absurd what uh, with some of the modifiers that you can get through footwork. In addition to your your strictly t- stronger TP bonus, like like you you get you have high amounts of TP bonus you're, you're gearing for, and then you also have um, more attacks, more guaranteed attacks per round. It's it's just crazy. And let's say you're not zerging and you're just going to a fight and you're starting up with the impetus three k Verithrogna is where a lot of monks live. They want three k impetus Verithrogna. They're just gonna run. Impetus isn't on the whole time. When impetus wears off, you throw on tornado kick, you change your weapon, and then you. You know, you go to town there using tornado kick and stuff like that. It's it's ridiculous, and the, yeah, you can yeah. you can those two inner abilities like when each are down, you can use them like that to complement your DPS output, and it's a big DPS increase. And monks just ignore foot kick a lot of the time. Or In my opinion, um, you should actually only have Verithrogna uh, on during impetus because when it's off, you're actually better off of using the TP bonus on uh, uh, on God hands. And everything for for doing stronger weapon skills that are not victory smite because victory smite is amazing when impetus is up and fully charged but when it's not you're you're better off for like the other three minutes doing god hands things so you yeah. actually wear verithrogna for less time than god hands generally i agree i think that's really those are the sort of black and white things when people talk about monk that needs to be understood that for some reason is not ubiquitous in the in the minds of monks that's the if you take nothing away from this episode if you're a monk and you enjoy the job and you're not doing that that right there is to do that yeah and uh yeah and just kind of know where your attack bonuses are too yeah like i i've seen people i forget who it was someone someone was like oh why would i ever use tornado kick over howling fist even before uh, it's well you know because they were trying to make the argument that you get a bigger attack bonus or whatever but you still get an attack bonus but you have a higher damage are you potential. not buffed i mean what, what kind of situation is that? even even if you're not buffed i think you're still gonna end up, end up ahead using using footwork plus footwork weapon skills as opposed to could, could you imagine having footwork on puppet master <laughs> dude i would just love having kick attacks on pop <laughs> right the TP yeah, game monk gets is that's like monk has so much extra over pop because of kick attacks and footwork and all this shit going on here higher uh base damage i mean it's just ridiculous yeah don't sleep on footwork it's really good <laughs> speaking of uh, mantra so you're your one party ability <laughs> yeah, it's, an important it's, it's super potent um you can you can almost full time it 
by having two monks, but not quite. Um, still, six minutes is a long time. It's usually longer than most ambuscades. Yeah, so if you have two it's, monks, it's a ten minute recast. So ahead. you would need random deal to full time it for a fight based because on hoping it across. Yeah, that recast is so fucking ridiculous. Ten minutes is a while, but it's it's really a really powerful ability. So I think ten minutes is fair. Yeah. So like you end up with a uh, with a twenty percent bonus to like everyone's uh, HP, and then you get an additional two percent per level. Uh, so it's a it's a a thirty percent bonus to everyone's HP when you're Dude, using as you look skater. look at this example on this page. Oh, oh, a monk with two thousand. A monk with two thousand HP and a uh, a Tarutaru black mage with seven hundred HP. Well, this is a seventy five error example. This is hilarious. Yeah, it is. Monk was very, very. It was along with warrior in the uh, Esh, uh the Esh era, the uh, Abyssia era was thought as the best job in the game. Like, and when uh, Adeline came out, it was monk and warrior those two best greatest jobs ever. Then there was a an instance where they happened to have nerfed the power <laughs> of victory smite and. Uh, and Uko's Fury, and many monks and warriors got very sad, and around the time when eye level and everything came out, Monk fell off the face of the earth after being forever from 75 era all the way until 119 era. Abyssia, they, Abyssia, they tanked uh, NMs. Yeah, it, everything in Abyssia was Monk white mage to kill everything. That was that was how people, and Monk was so popular. Or, or weapon skills. Yeah, Monk was so popular, and it just kind of fell off the face. So the examples being 75 eras, because that's how ubiquitous Monk was for a very long time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Mantra up. is really good though. Uh, yes. Mantra will help you fade a lot of attacks. Um, it's it's just solid. If if you can keep this ability up as often as possible, you're you're just doing it right. What's your HP go to, um, Fox? If you recall, off the top of your head when using Mantra, and what I guess we could talk about marriage too. Yeah, on Monk, I think I sit around three point eight to four k HP on Monk. as an Elven. As an Elven, yeah. Um, I can go higher if I care, and like if I decide to like wear platinum Moogle belt over over the uh, the Moonbow belt, which would be stupid. <laughs> um, it's the most ridiculous piece of equipment in the game. Yeah, I mean you can you can do things to artificially raise your MP like that, like or HP like that. Like if you wear like a lot of the relic pieces have huge amounts of HP on them, like you could get probably five k HP. Well, I'm saying after after mantra, so you sit at a nice yeah. new comfortable level for three minutes. Three minutes is a long time. Yeah, me. I mean it, it's if you're and, and that's being in a responsible DT set too. Like that that's in a set where like if I'm taking incoming damage it doesn't really matter. And yeah, if you spike your HP up to like three point eight k and you're in a reasonable DT set, like nothing's going to be killing you. Like you 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 would have to be like the last man standing in a run that went terribly wrong for something to eventually kill you. Some out. really weird prolific puncture hits you on Engai with some really weird yeah. yeah, but still otherwise yeah no. Or title guillotine because it would have done half your HP and damage. Like uh, there, I could see it being a problem. Um. If you don't, if you have like magic evasion down or defense down, and don't resist yeah. for some reason with the uh, well, here's another thing. No, that, that's only a problem if, if you if you pop it. Yeah, if you pop it, and suddenly there's a difference because when you pop this, it doesn't refill your HP with the amount that's different. You have to actually have something to eat with blood it. aggro. Uh, and guy, it's been yeah. a long time since I remember. It's not been a long time. It's been it's been like four months, but it, I don't recall if if this prevents the HP down from going on or if the HP down from Engai's little swimmy. I've had missed, I've had mixed experiences with it. If it if it overwrites it or prevents it, it like... yeah, because I I was monk on a lot of our earlier clears, like like for like V twenty and stuff, and I remember popping uh, popping mantra and then having it overwritten by HP down. Okay. But then I've actually experienced in RV25 clear where uh, I think it was Hyden was on Monk and he popped it and he actually was able to fade the HP down effect 
and it, it overrode it there. So, I mean, it, it occupies this weird space, right? It wasn't paying enough attention to it to figure out what's going on, but it, it is, it, it has a weird interaction with that guy, I think. Because um, I've, I've seen both sides of the fence and, and I don't like, you know, giving out data that's, that's bad like that. So it's, it's pretty much just my bad observation. It could, there's different priorities, different moves too. So yeah, it just depends. It's like the fence down. You got to find out. Yeah, it's super solid. Try to keep it on. Um, there's almost never a bad time to use this. It's it's just good. <laughs> um, it turns everyone else even hardier too. Like if your your tank wants it, your warriors want it, your white mage wants it. If you have one for all, it's even more important too. One for all gives you an even bigger damage reduction. Yeah, it's it's, it's super good. Like Mantra is one of the better builds. Like, and you know, Fox people alive. When you're riding really high in a Mantra, you can also ride really low on your other option here. Oh, your other form merit option. <laughs> formless strikes. Yep. Talk Man, about formless strikes. The form in formless strikes. It, it really puts the formless in the whole thing. Yeah. So the only thing I have used formless strikes on recently, and and by recently I mean in the last three years, is, <laughs> uh, is border of fortitude. <laughs> when farming, I, what, what I say are, recently, uh, I mean the last several years. <laughs> Dude, uh, I never used this ability. I used to. I used to actually advocate for someone always having this in the just in case end of things but i, no I would just yeah yeah there, there's there's other things i'd rather have mantra i would rather have mantra four percent i would rather hour. have uh penance mantra and penance are too good yeah so it's something you change to if you know you need it otherwise just don't even care it anymore just fuck yeah strikes. you just don't need it it's, and and honestly the 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 damage that it provides se has nerfed it anyway in most content yeah because breath damage is reduced in a lot of things even to this day yeah and it just so it's, it's, it's really weak in how it changes your damage. Yeah, it, it definitely definitely could have evolved better, that's for sure. Yeah, because you don't attack plus doesn't increase breath damage. So we're at 75, it was really, really cool and awesome. But at 99, 119, it's just stupid how you 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 can punch for like 200 damage or something with formless strikes versus you know critting for two point something K on it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So and that's if the mob doesn't resist it to the is. floor. A lot of mobs just resist breath damage. It does shit. Just keep in mind it's here, especially as new content comes out, because you never know what SC is going to forget. So <sighs> there could be a situation coming up. And well, you just change there merits. Be, but yeah, you just change merits. So. And if something comes up to where you find that you need some sort of like magic damage, but it needs to be consistent and whatever. The, 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 so the awkward thing about this also is it does not change your weapon skill damage type. So if something's resisting blunt, sure, maybe you can get some damage through, like some white damage through, but like as soon as you use a weapon skill, it's going to apply the blunt resistance. Yeah. So that's uh, not the best. It's really just an act of desperation to use formless strikes. Kind of. They really yeah. should have changed that ability when they changed Monk. So we already talked about perfect counter. Perfect yep. counter counter is great. I, I fucking love that ability. I wish I, I actually used it more, but like I'm on Monk so infrequently that I always forget to use it. And that's the best. Yeah, perfect counter. I used to be on monk all the time. Yeah, my group just has a bunch of monks, so like I, I, I can never be like, oh well, I'm gonna get off this critical role and, and get a monk instead. So usually someone else goes monk. And that just um, leaves inner strength, which you know increases your HP back impetus. to full. And then yeah, impetus. All right, so impetus is the, one of the craziest stances you'll ever have in this game. <laughs> this ability is so good. 
<laughs> Actually, no. Before just to finish up inner strength, we have to touch on it at all as well. It does inner strength does uh, it doubles your max HP, but it also gives you a hundred percent counter rate during the duration, like perfect counter. That's, uh, that's oh yeah, heavy. we can talk about inner strength first if you want. Well, it just inner strength's a thirty second one hour that you have that it, that doubles your HP. Plus, also you can increase it by another freaking forty percent from job points, and it has oh yeah, you're you're almost unkillable during this. Like yes. it's very common for a monk to have to clear six thousand HP while you have this on. Uh, plus, your one hundred percent counter rate, which is the um, one of the only two ways that you can clear the eighty percent counter cap, or uh, apparently a, a super high, maybe hundred percent guard. But it's thirty seconds of basically invincibility outside of if for some reason you get like I don't know dancing fullers or something. Who knows. Yeah, it's it's almost invincible. Plus, it's just not as good because it doesn't cat. It doesn't do anything about uh, physical TP moves outside of the guard rate. But you do notice a huge reduction in damage. Like uh, this being thirty seconds was probably wise. If this was like a full minute, um, I was yeah. thinking forty five seconds, like Yagasumi. But Yagasumi only stops yeah. TP moves. That's well, Yagasumi is also not really balanced. Yagasumi's strong. Yeah, but it also doesn't That's stop normal hits. So. The but then again, Yagasumi yeah. works on JA moves, like uh, normal JA attacks that guard yeah, and but, counter but don't. Yeah, but not run. regular physical. Yeah. yeah. So they're both, I, I think maybe there could be a case for, for 40 seconds here, but it's whatever. It's 30 seconds. Who cares? Yeah. So, it's, a, it's cool that it's, it's a clutch HP restore, too. That's, but here we go. Here's Impetus. I didn't know Impetus is overwritten by Orcish Counter Stance. Uh-oh, that's a problem. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's, it's on the page never, here. That's that's yeah. interesting. I've never been on Monk or your channel stance being applied. To it's typically something only a player like me gives out. So, okay. So let's see here. So impetus gives plus two attack and plus one critical hit rate for each consecutive successful attack. So basically, the way this works is it charges based on how many hits in a row that you land. So as long as you don't miss, you're good to go. And what Se did um, was hand to hand used to have a ninety five percent hit rate cap. And then they, when they, when they buffed Monk, they changed it to a ninety-nine percent hit rate. So what ends up happening is you actually have a realistic chance of keeping this up and not losing your your impetus stacks. You will lose it if you miss a weapon skill, or if you miss a counter. So, you know, it resets back to zero stacks. So think of it like how hover shot works, even though this is harder than hover shot. Um, the plus one hundred attack is kind of whatever. But the plus 50% critical hit rate that you can end up getting, because 50 hits is the cap on it, is absurd. Um, because you still have to factor in your D-Dex for additional crit rate. Um, there's a lot of gear that Monk gets, especially like in Pocket Set, that gives you crit rate. Um, you, the crit rate is very synergistic with Empyrean Weapon, and to a less, much, much lesser extent, Sparai. Um, so like, there's a lot of things that the Monk wants to do on critting. But then it gets even stupider, because you wear your Empyrean Stupider. Bot. It's stupider because it increases your critical hit damage by 1% per. So now you have 50% increase in critical hit damage and it piles on even more accuracy. And back when Biku Cyclist was only like a, a plus one body piece, that was kind of neat getting that accuracy. Now, when Biku Cyclist plus three has like 60 accuracy on it, you're now getting like and an like additional 70 or 80 attack. Yeah, you're getting an additional 100 accuracy. Like, it's it's just, it's absolutely stupid. You should always be wearing a BQ Cyclist and some Well, form. just the critical hit damage <laughs> by the percentage. So if you if you manage to cap without missing, which I guess could happen, 50% critical hit damage on a weapon skill is absolutely ridiculous. We're talking against Bumbo with our monk using Verithrogna because he doesn't have god hands, uh, which would be more <laughs> ideal in the situation. He's still able to spike up to 50-something K... Uh, victory smites just doing this where that's not a typical that's a lot of crit damage and spiking that occurs from impetus and everything going on there yeah 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very synergistic with uh, with Ferrothrogna, especially with Ferrothrogna's weapon skill because Victory Spine is crit based. Um, it's also synergistic with um, Ascetic Fury, so it's actually not that bad of a an idea because Ascetic Fury is almost a good weapon skill, and you would be using that with Glansfast, even though I I don't think I don't know I don't have Glansfast, but I still don't think mathematically it's going to be better than trying to do value with well, that weapon. I, I think the better argument is that you get fusion with Ascetic Fury slash Transfiction. Yeah, and you don't have to use uh, Final, Final Heaven. Heaven. You yeah, don't Final have Heaven to use day. Shijin Spiral. Yeah, Acidic Fury is probably your best fusion skill in terms of damage. And that, that is important, honestly, even for yourself. Yeah, um, because then you can close Smite on it. There you go. Um, in fact, as far as close to Smite on concern, um, Monk, unless you have the Dragon Fangs, which is a bad idea, uh, doesn't <laughs> get Distortion, which kind of sucks. But you get everything else. You don't get a scission oh, property. Oh, so. yeah, you don't get scission. So, so oh, you don't get, yeah. That that means having the option with all the Savage Blades to either make light, or if you're using Howling Fist because Transfiction off of Savage Blade, that's the scission you need. Uh, that's that's where that's going to come into play. You also don't get gravitation either, a monk. That's, that's a pump space. Yeah, that, that's cool. Well, uh, no, uh, uh, a certain Fist is gravitation. Oh, yeah, a certain Fist. Oh, duh, but but Shrain Pummel is a better weapon skill than a certain Fist. Yeah, I always forget about a certain fist, even though well, because when I use a certain fist, bit. I don't use it for gravitation. I use it for um, the uh, the liquefaction property on it. Yeah, but you could also yeah. There's really liquefaction doesn't come from any good things among you got no. You, um, have, you have spinning to use attack. liquefaction with action. Yeah, yeah, spinning attack or a certain fist. Yeah, that's the only option really. That you're right. Yeah, pummels also. It's, it's, it's part of a really important. You use a certain fist as part of like your five set. Yeah, because the same thing pup does, where you stream pummel to howling fist to make fusion. You'd use a certain fist to howling fist to make a uh, fusion. Yeah, and then close a victory smite, victory smite. Yeah, but there's there's not a lot of things to say about impetus though, outside of the fact that it's an amazing job ability. Um, it's a stance. You get it for a very significant chunk of time. It's 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 up longer than it is down. Three minutes um, five. Yeah, and it's it's pretty strong. So um, let's see. Yeah, that's all the that's all the abilities. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I mean, we kind of covered the merit thing too during the abilities because it's very heavily tied to it. Well, for merits, we have. I mean, you have kick attack rates. You obviously increase that. Then you yes. have counter rate is what most people increase. Then either you have focus dodge or chakra recast by ten seconds each. So it's just ten seconds isn't. Like sure, you can take fifty seconds off of it, but there's not. I guess chakra can save your life, so there's an argument to that. But the problem is, I think it's a is five minute recast, or no, it's three minutes. It, Actually, it, chakra it, is probably one of the better ones you can put that so in. So I think they just kept the ten seconds as a thing after they changed monk and they didn't change merits because I think focus and dodge just have a five minute recast, right? Now it's two, so. so now you're taking fifty seconds off a two minute ability. That's really powerful, actually, for group one usually not being that great in terms of recast. So That's having true, a minute yeah. ten can really be an important thing. I could see uh, even focus increase there if you're primarily depending on the fight using impetus and Ragna, or I could see you have to really plan for it. Yeah, you. Would. I would do it. I would focus on the defensive abilities honestly because I don't think you need any offensive help. True. So yeah. it'd be like dodge or chakra in my book. I would I just would do chakra though. Counter. I, I I keep a counter rate increase though at all times. Yeah, because I, you I get that in your base TP it. set as an extra layer of defense. That is the defensive ability. So most people are five out of five counter kick. Yeah, if you're doing a lot of solo stuff, though, uh, even actually with as much kick, kick attack gear that we get, it might not even be a bad idea to do chakra counter. Yeah. Um, and just drop kick. Now, I know that that might be heresy, but like 5% kick rate is great, but in the face of like... For how much damage you know, you're, you're putting out. Your legs giving you 30%. 
yeah, it's you get nineteen percent as a base. Your neck gives you gives you kick attack rate. I, uh, You're already very high. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I could see that. There you go. That's I idea. think most people just focus too much on the offense, and we have so much offense already. What are you What are you competing with? What is the Zerg here outside of a Bumba for one minute? What exactly is the offensive need for you? Need five percent over the more, time, more survival. Most of the time nowadays, Zergs boil down to not dying, not necessarily the damage you do. True. Like the more you don't die, the better. And like, yeah, with Bumba, right? You're not going to get anything on your counter rate, so it might as well be like Chakra Focus. Because he's like mostly magic damage attacks anyway. So chakra focus is probably correct. Because then you can chakra during fetters and hopefully not die. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because again, you have to swap into that set for it. Yeah. So to make sure your chakra set is, is out. Group two, you have mantra, formless strikes, invigorate, and penance. I only see mantra and formless strikes and penance. Like, I think there's only three on here. I think there's only penance and mantra. <laughs> Well, formless strikes exists. Like I can't say that it doesn't, but like I don't know. Invigorate was cool at seventy-five when you could give yourself a region effect <laughs> that mattered because you'd be alone with no trust. Invigorate is absolute now. dog shit now. Invigorate's the yeah, same. <laughs> Invigorate's almost as useful or almost as useless, <laughs> almost as useless as getting um, aggressive aim on warrior. Have, have, have you clicked on it? Like, have you opened the Invigorate? Oh no! Page? Oh no! No no! Let's see. You should you should read the notes. Oh no! As to why that will probably never Christ. be useful. Christ! A ten yeah. HP a tick regen. Oh, even why? better. Look at the sub bullet. <laughs> Can be overridden by any type of regen spell. Oh fucking so, Christ! So what ends up happening is your scholar or white mage is probably just going to be regening you anyway, so you will never use this. <laughs> that's that's that is to to put mildly fox. That's fucked up. It's so mean. It's, it's probably less than medium. Every, every effect of the merit is 24 <laughs> seconds there of uh, extra regen duration of Tenet. That's stupid. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> why. Why? <laughs> they need to fix that. But they honestly, they've that. given so many cool things that I don't even care about. You, 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 still, you wouldn't want to have something good enough to make you reconsider. Well, they would just improve the regen. You wouldn't want to have something to make you reconsider just doing uh, you know, the, the penance for the TP reduction on Chi Blast and the Mantra for the, the fucking 20% HP increase. Yeah. So um, next, uh, like, if you're actually looking at the wiki, you can look at the job point section. Um, we don't yeah. need to talk about yeah, the there's, there's, things, you, you cap all the there's just, no choice. Just, just do it in the order that makes the most sense that gives the most gifts, honestly. You'll get there eventually, and you eventually get all of them. One thing to note, though, is that every single one of these abilities is good. Yeah, I would Even probably... The one. I'd probably go for... Um, uh, for footwork first and kick it actually i go for kick attack effect first and impetact uh, impetus effect sure i go you for know, those extra, two first extra physical attack i guess because everything else is like vit for counter uh attack powder counter stance accuracy for dodge evasion Dude, for... the vit bonus for counter should not be slept on like perfect counter counters are very strong yeah but still i mean hard. you got physical ac attack and accuracy of kick attacks and impetus uh max damage so those would be the two I would just go for, and everything else just cap yeah, whatever, who cares? The main thing, though, is it feels good putting job points into this job, because none of these actually feel bad to put something in. Does it, Fox? Like, because the first complaint's going to be, I don't want this extra martial arts. What are you talking about? There's no martial arts on here. You get martial arts as a job gift for putting it in. Oh. Oh, fuck yourself. People, well, <laughs> people over cap a martial arts because of this, and they complain with certain weapons. Like Veracragna, <laughs> mostly. Look. Because God hands okay. us hired away. Okay. So even though you are, it's not really decreasing your TB by that much. 
It, it's not like you're you're it's like way over capping on dual wield. Yeah, the, the mere idea that it's there and you have to deal with it will just fucking deal Same with thing it. with Ninja like, Head. Job is strong enough. Well, Ninja Head, you just wear it in dual wield situations. Like you don't just hear your dual wield. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't care. Like the 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 two TP per hit that you're missing, you know, when 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 you're gaining like what is it like 180 plus TP per hit, and you're getting 178 instead, you can go fuck yourself. Like you, you don't have to get that weird about this. Like I think people go way too overboard on on the math stuff. Like they're putting it up on this pedestal. Like if you're not mathematically correct, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, it's, it's that constant first or last instead of enough. Yeah, like it's. It, it, it's it's a matter of how much it actually matters. Like what you're you're gonna give up all of the bonuses of being job master on monk so that so so that you can gain slightly more TP when you swing at something. Again, you can go fuck yourself. Like who cares? Well, they just want to have just, it both just, ways where they just don't want that and want to keep all the good stuff. Just just it, it's it's perfectly fine and it helps you in situations where things go wrong. Like I've you, noticed you still Fox, martial art. I know this is a silver Sean kind of segment, but I've noticed that people have a really weird focusing on looking at all the good things they get and only the bad things stick out where you get all this great stuff that really is nice. And they go, yeah, but I want to get rid of this bad thing too, because the bad thing for some reason captures my imagination more than all yeah, the good things. So you can have, you can have a, a, a fucking mountainside of, of, of a villa and everything else great going on and be like, well, unfortunately I kind of have this weird, Weird way the the land tilts. I really hate that. I wish I could get rid of that. But everything like you have everything at your your fingertips and disposal. But it's like the one negative thing is all that really captures your your image for people. And it's like a really common thing where like you get all this great stuff with monk. But well, the martial arts. I'm going to complain about that. It's like who cares? Just just play the thing. People don't really take a moment to realize that the imperfections are what make things interesting. Yes, because is if you only had upsides on everything forever, it would make it really boring. As a you know, when when selecting what you're gonna what you're gonna do, because you're basically with you'd end up with Final Fantasy 14, where you, everyone can do everything, right? Yeah. Like all your DDs are exactly the fucking same, technically. Like sure, you have to stand in different places, but okay, you you still have the same kind of damage potentials. Like there's no pro and con really. Um, technically, I'm sure someone can, but actually that, but not from my experience, my my limited experience. Um. This dancer body would yeah, be really it, great it, if it didn't have dual wheels on it. Yeah, it's it's like no, the, the dancer body's great. Just don't use it in situations that dual wield impedes you. Like there are plenty of situations where you will not be at haste cap. Like pretending that you will always be at haste cap forever is kind of a folly and it kind of makes you a worse player. It's because they don't have the automatic switching or anything or having to think about their sets or tier amount. Even without automatic, like it doesn't paste. need to be it doesn't need to be tiered out like mine are to an extreme where it's like well, they would have to think on the fly switching constantly. Well, just look at your buffs. Like, do you have the it's, orange it's, circle? It's an extra if layer. If you have of... the orange circle, you know you have at least haste two, unless haste two isn't present. I think if people had a cheat sheet in front of them, Fox, at all times where they just looked at a drop down menu to to move just, their just finger make, and see where the situation applies to, then it would be a lot easier. But since they don't have that, they just get kind of lost in the sauce, and they just since they're lost, they don't want to deal with it. All you have to do. All you have to do, and you don't even need gear swap for this. Just name your macro for your for your TP set orange circle, and then name the other one orange circle two. Okay. <laughs> is it really orange? Or is it like a red? It's like a red orange. And then, assuming you you have the XI view icons, you can be like, okay, do do I have blue music note? 
So, so name one of them B and note. And then like you can click on those and you can use them on Fox, your palette. This, this, this tree of, of divergence here is expanding. This 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 decision tree is expanding too rapidly for me to really I've you've lost. Yeah, me now. I mean you you've you have me. like you have like a total of three states you really have to pay attention to. It's it's rough. I think the biggest confusion would be if someone's using I, um uh Samba. That would be about it. Yeah, but because really it's, if it's some, if you use Honor March and a Mighty Guard or Honor March and a Haste One, you're you're pretty much capped. You're good. Just you're fine. In fact, yes. having an extra martial arts for that little extra one or half a percent that you're missing there from that situation, that's pretty common. That would be a good thing to have, but hey. Yes. So I understand the gains that the, coming from someone who knows how math works, I understand the gains of going from like 40% haste to 43.5. I know that that's a very big gain in terms of what you've actually gained at the end of it. it like the more you gain at the end, they actually, the better, it, the better those returns are. Um, but if you are sitting there at 30% and then let's say you have a dancer present who's giving you 10% haste and you're at 40%, most of the time you won't notice. You, know, you, you just won't, you just won't notice. Like it'll be just as good as a song a lot of the time. So like when selecting gear sets, just be reasonable. If you're not using windower because you think you're cheating by optimizing your gear sets that way by TPing, you know, that's on you. You know, that that's that's perfectly fine. I can understand that actually. You should still Everyone be able has to have them. a macro, as you said, to change your sets manually. Yeah. That's not an excuse to not do it or not prepare for it. That just makes you fucking bad. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, people play I mean, the game for different reasons, it. but there's a certain uh, like, people want to have both worlds where they get the best content and also that I'm just playing for fun. I don't have these sets. So there's people that they got the valid reason of I'm just, I don't want to worry about it. I just want to play the game. But at the same time, those same people wander into higher end fights and it's locations a, that are more serious and they, they can't have it both ways then. It's just a weak argument, that's all. Like, it is. I, I don't want to be super negative about like how dumb that person may or that may not be. But just like think about what you're saying. It's like I think I was you have, you have you have plenty of space to do this and to optimize yourself properly. If you if you never use it, then like more power to you, but at least be prepared for the situations where that could come up. You mean I can't have all the Bumba V twenty fives if I really don't try my hardest? Oh anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not that hard to even do the Zerg phase on Bumbo. I don't think we really have to go over the gear too much because we kind of applied use this gear to this ability, and that's what most of Monk stuff comes into. So unless there's any yeah, of the it, AF or Relic or Imperium that stand out that you want to mention. Uh the, the legs are amazing for, uh, for Imperian. Okay. Yeah, Imperium plus three legs. Um you have the Imperian feeder are great for footwork activation when at plus three, they're the better ones you can use just for the activation for a greater kick rate percentage. Um, you basically on monkey use everything but the hands. Uh, that the head is awesome for perfect counter, and then the body, of course, is because monk, monk always had an amazing Imperian set. That's part of why monk was really popular too. Yeah. Is that Imperian gear was so good. Uh, for relic, uh, relic, you want the the body and feet for counter stuff. Um, you used to want the legs before the Imperian plus three legs came out. So now you don't really need the relic plus three legs anymore. But they were very good. Um, and then. Uh, for the hands, you want the hands for uh, Chakra. And then if you go to Empyrean, or, I'm sorry, Artifact, you want all of the Artifact at least at plus one, because it'll give you the uh, the bonuses uh, for your, your job abilities, like Focus and stuff. Um, but you want the body at plus three, you want the legs at plus three for counter builds, and you want the feet at plus three for your best kick feet in the game. Um, and that's pretty much where you want to live on that JSC. It, it's pretty forgiving jsc like you do need a little bit of everything from everything but as far as like the most expensive set which is which is typically the artifact set because of the materials that go into it um that one is the most lenient on pieces you need i'd say as far as what's critical the body it's the body and feet but the legs do have a place in some counter builds 
So just kind of keep that in mind. And then you can uh, plus one and get like focus bonuses and stuff is fine. So I think the last thing is going to be the weapons of the job that we've somewhat covered. But is there any unique sets or anything that stands out that Monk has that you that isn't? Oh, blow. Well, yeah, the subtle blow sets. And I mean, it's really easy to hit. Yeah, um, Monk's sets are, are pretty varied compared to other jobs, but they're not complex and they're not really secrets or mysteries. So there's no like super secret sauce of this is my amazing counter set when using Svarai. That exists, but I mean, there's not much yeah. I can think to ask you in terms of when you're when you're brewing a monk keep in mind what your gear haste is at because yeah. there are some sets you'll build that will seem really really cool until you realize that you're not a gear haste cap because you don't get your belt slot you you do want a moonbow belt plus one if you don't have a plus one you can get an nq but the plus one is a huge boost and you do want to work towards it even though it is expensive um but since you're wearing that belt in that waist slot you're not getting the nine percent haste that you would get from like you know a selfie belt or, or any of those haste belts so what ends up happening is uh, you can end up short, especially if you're not trying to use like Impaka's legs. Like one of the weird things that comes up on Monk is that the Empyrean legs are, are very, very, very good, but they have less haste than Impaka's legs. And that actually causes a problem sometimes. Impaka's also have PDL, so. Yeah. As a white damage I mean, job. 30% kick rate, 12% DT, and store TP. It gives you like 10 store TP on them too. Like the legs are stupid. Yeah. I'm not um, saying they, they you are, choose between they the two, but just the fact it's haste and that, it, it kind of gives you... But they only have 6% haste. Oh, you have and, a fucking thief situation where you have, you have yes, legs that are great, the but thief the, situation. Well, thief's legs are terrible, but just you the fact make, that the haste of anything is, is too low compared to other options, even malignant's legs. Super awesome sets for, for Monk, but then realize that you're like 2% haste off of where you need to be. Well, could it's the, really frustrating. Could at least that martial arts come into play then? Sure. Because I mean, I yeah. think another. Because I mean, of... in, that, in that situation, like, let's say you have a dancer present, you can be at like twenty four percent if you're getting ten percent JA haste where you wouldn't have normally needed it. In the Even past. as a core sub dancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which it's it's its own thing. It's I don't I don't want to advocate yeah. for nerfing another job. Yes, yeah, so that's I was that's what I was going at. But really not great. Like if you're if you're geo can sub dancer and you can do it with a straight face, that's probably your best situation. Because Fox, we have well, I mean, imagine it, it, something else coming to play be a pup sub dancer, but these taking a pup, taking a dancer. Uh, things like that uh, are, are that's things a lot of planning that most people that, do. that don't come into play most time for most people. They come into play because we do those things, and you can. We're do also those assuming things, you just, can use a sub job. Yes, yeah. also assuming you can use a sub job. But a lot of the, the folly that I was saying before that I think monks fall into is I see monks that throw on the the martial arts gear like Maka earring, especially newer monks, and they just throw those uh -huh. on, and they don't they don't really plan that out. You're supposed to use one with God hands. I never do. Because well, I don't like the mock hearing that much. Well, it's got accuracy and dex and, and double attack plus two if you have plus one earring, which isn't that hard to get. So, I mean, it's not like it's terrible. It definitely has great accuracy. And it's I just, double attack. I just supplement the attack speed with uh, the, the slight amount of attack speed you get. You should actually look at how much it changes. It's funny. Um, it's, it's like a tenth of a second, I think. <laughs> Um, and instead, I use uh, I make sure to use share to shear because I, I just feel like those have better returns. Yeah, um, that's fair too. Mathematically, it may not, but I mean, you'll find that when you math out scenarios, a lot of the times the math looks really good, assuming an, an, an infinite set of, of, of occurrences. Whereas in actual practice in game, you do not have an infinite set of occurrences. And this is where arguments like um, the, the Shrodotathlum come in and you know, stuff where it's like, oh, this is such a minor, or this is a minor boost, something else gives me a bigger boost. Well, it's only, something else is only giving you a bigger boost because it's assumed over an infinite set of possibilities. 
like it basically as you as you approach that limit it ends up being higher but you do not have thousands of occurrences that are that are happening you have a finite number of hits within that one minute zerg so you always want to make sure that you're looking at it appropriately yeah one might come out ahead over the the infinite course of you using that particular thing on that job but does not mean that it's going to come out ahead if even like one or two occurrences of that proc that you you dumb down with those infinite percentages occur because it's going to come out immediately ahead if it does proc but aren't you the the building so for average guy though sort of um when it it depends on on how much opportunity cost you're losing so like i'm actually the opportunity cost guy um a I, lot I of do times love the it, way you think of these things and how you yeah, consider it, them yeah it, it, it looks like building for averages and most of the time it is building for averages but if the opportunity cost that you're paying is is extremely high in this case like again it's kind of Schrodinger a tangent for schroeder to have it's a 25 percent flat damage increase at the end of what you can do like there's very few things in the game that provide that and to pay that the, the cost of 25 percent plus potential damage on something that could be a critical one-time occurrence well, I think Bumba, for example, I'm almost convinced that I should have Shrouded Hathlum in my Costra sense. Yeah. Um, because that one-time occurrence is going to be so critical, it will cap your damage. And it could be, it, it adds to gambling, you know, and over time, sure, you'll do to be fair, 10% less damage. That's, that's probably the greatest single example you could give, Fox, because to be fair, yeah. that is an example of going in and having gambling from auras and everything else happens so randomly that you will lose. If, if it absorbs dark that time you go in, you lose. If uh, magic accuracy goes down, you're probably going to lose. All these things that happen, magic attack, you're definitely losing. So all those things that can happen, you're already doing gambles the first round for your auras. You could have attack down. I mean, it just depends. But the second round is where all that gambling goes into play. You know that that increase will make the difference between winning or losing because of how powerful it is to do cap damage versus not. And you know that you're already playing with, with rolling the dice yeah, constantly all the time. You might as well for how powerful that proc is going to be in that situation especially, that would be the greatest reason of opportunity cost to the averages is not mattering because you need to have the things all lining in the first place, getting the wild card reset for the extra costures and all that to make sure you win. I mean, you, that would be the time to use that, if anything. If, if, if that's, that's like perfect. And let's say you lose, you know, 3% damage or whatever because it never does proc. It's the difference between doing 70k damage and 67,900. Yeah. And that's the difference between winning like, and losing. That, 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 that's, that's the thing that you, that you want to look at. And yeah, if you if you stack enough of these these costs that you're paying over time, the three percent add up. But if you're maximizing everything and you're and you're you're only looking at the biggest opportunity costs that, that you can cash in on, a lot of times that one opportunity cost is going to be better in practice than the averages would let you believe. And because this, you do not and this is a critical point, because you do not have an infinite number of occurrences that you are working on. And this is a unique example. For those who don't know how the Bumba's working here, you're doing two rounds. You're getting it down with a melee Zerg to 74 or lower, hopefully lower, 69, maybe 64 if you're really lucky. Uh, depending on your group, some people get it to 50 if they're getting brazen rushes and ridiculous shit, which I, mm. I think the criteria being lacked in explanations online of, oh, we got it to 50% this round. I think there really should be a lot more description of how exactly that happened because that is so far outside of the norm for people. That I think the the criteria of understanding exactly how the stars align have had to happen. I don't think that's a normal occurrence for the same group saying it. I don't think it's a normal occurrence for anyone that's going to do it. Nonetheless, um, this is a unique situation where that applies more. So for those who don't know how it works, you're doing the melee zerg, and then you're doing just a magical DOT for the second round of Bumba, if you're not familiar. Because I'm sure a lot of people listening are not familiar with the NM slash doing a V25 of that. So the context there being 
you're trying to do a, a cap damage or at least a very high damage Kashra to do DOT and ride to the win on Bumba. Yeah. And when you look at Monk, and to bring it back to Monk and what I'm talking about with using Maka Earring over using, you know, Sherida plus, uh, um, shit, what's it called? I just said uh, Sheer and Sherida. Yeah, Sheer and Sherida. Um, the, the, the reason I'm focusing on that so much is that Maki does have multi-attack, but it also has Dex, which provides for its crit, and it has accuracy, right? And then you're looking at the, uh, the Sheer Earring, which just has a, a huge stat vomit, even more store TP. Um, a lot of the time you don't need the accuracy that Monk is providing because Monk sits comfortably over 12 to 50 accuracy just chilling, usually. Uh, most of the time you don't even have to use accuracy food on that job. And you get extra bonuses for the we talked about. You. I mean, you can. Honestly, when I'm on Monk, I will typically use um, cheesy potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. So in, in, yeah. in uh, Shogal, the accuracy requirements are actually very low compared to other mm -hmm. NMs in the game. So that's an example where people, like Wave 3 divergence is a problem. Uh, outside of that, most things people encounter, maybe the rare ambuscade, it's usually not a problem at all. And if it is, you have a Madrigal that month and you're just kind of capped anyway. So it's really, uh, a lot of the time, yes, you are capped, but there are plenty of times you're not. So it just depends on how you're approaching it. But it yes, does. Monk does have a better accuracy than, say, a Dark Knight. But I don't value that tenth of a second that I'm losing over over having like an extra multi-attack rate. Because I know that multi-attack rate, when it procs, is going to put me where I need to be. Plus, I get extra store TP for, for more consistency anyway. So a lot of the time, I feel like it's a wash with just a better upside. I'm sure mathematically it would show me a different situation. But it, again, it boils down to what opportunity costs you're paying for what you think is better. And, and you're kind of really, you're kind of bleeding the stone at that point anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times when you when you see this stuff, um, someone will post that, like, say, a mock earring is better. And that may be strictly true, again, giving an infinite number of occurrences, but it may not be as true because there's shades of how true it is. Like, it may not be as true for it to matter. So, like, while it is strictly like, up, you know, a few percentage points of an increase in damage, will you having a lower amount will that actually change much as opposed to what the sheer earring could provide in terms of amity mitigation or even extra multi-attack occurrences in per round when you're looking at a smaller subset of actions and possibilities like it, it's it's one of those things where there's a lot of give and take and, and again um, this isn't to say you take this to an extreme and you apply it to everything because that's typically what people end up doing when they hear this shit um, it just means that when you're making like one substitution just know that one substitution can be more potent than people may be giving it uh, giving it credit for us so. I think the, the, the regular neurodivergency here, Fox, that we always engage in and incur in is how much is enough and not yeah. having to worry about the fraction of a DPS change that people obsess on. If it's not first, it's last, uh, yeah. is, is not caring about that. There's a certain level where the rest of your gear, getting R15 in the weapon, getting master points, like th that matters more than worrying about, you know, trying to min-max in all times because you can min-max every set for every situation. It only matters how you apply it at that point. And a lot of people just kind of, don't apply it properly they kind of go on autopilot or the event's kind of long and you, kind of, you wear down so you don't want to you want to yeah. balance your wanting it all with having fun in this game too so it, the, the maximizing yeah. has too much emphasis for people that under deliver on trying to bring what other people have told them is the max efficiency into something yeah there, i mean there are situations where i use mock earrings on ninja and dancer like I have two Maki earrings and they're pretty cheap to pick up. Like yeah, a I lot of the time it's gonna be easier to get a, a Maki earring plus one if I'm weak to get a sheer so. earring. Yeah, yeah. You should have them. I'm just saying that like there are situations where maybe you could use something else because it could be more immediately beneficial than the long term. 
And that, that shouldn't be overlooked just because someone went overboard on math and told you that math says this happens in an unlimited subset. A lot of that whole, uh, this is the best set of the situation is a lot of that is very minor numbers that are coming into play that you don't see. Yeah. You just see the end result. So you don't know how close it really was. It could be single digits DPS, honestly. So any rate, let's go into the weapons, Fox. <laughs> okay. So uh, with weapons, um, that'll be the last we, we got, we got some Rima's. Um, honestly, if you don't have a Rima, you really should just be getting Kaja Knuckles or, or Karambit because they're so good. Um, Kaja or Karambit is actually pretty close to Rima in strength. Um, and it, it feels like it's a better Rima than Sparrow. Right? Yeah, it's true. It is. And it feels like a Rima on jobs that are not monk, which is great. Uh, also like your dancers and ninjas, but, um, as, as far as in Thief, yeah. I, in fact, I have sets for Thief 4 too. Um, I don't, which makes but me I sad. want to sit down and make some. I, it's not that exciting. Yeah, wait, <laughs> it I, looks pretty. Most of the time, it's yeah. coming to like doing multiple farming runs or something at a shoal, uh, gal farm kind of thing where we want to beat something or, or farm it down or whatever. And you need the different jobs. I mean, that's less of a thing than it used to be when 20 was the cap. 25, you just kind of don't do that as much anymore because you can get better returns from farming HP. Yeah. I mean, I haven't sat down and looked at it, but. So I'm guilty of keeping God Hands on full time, even during Impetus, because I don't have Earth Ragnar. But there That's could be an argument to using uh, Karambit during Impetus if you don't have Earth Ragnar. Um, because it's already pretty comparable in base damage to uh, to God Hands. Obviously, God Hands is more. But if you're only spamming Victory Smite, you get a little bit extra crit chance, which you don't necessarily need from the, the 500 TB bonus. And you get a little bit of base damage increase. Um, by a little bit, I mean it's probably like a 10%, 15% increase in damage, uh, just eyeballing it. Um, so like, yeah, God Hands might pull ahead, but they also TP slower. They do. Um, it's kind of uncomfortable for skill chaining, which is what the weapon's supposed to do. It's kind of weird and awkward. Yeah. Especially so on like, I could, see, I could see people on Monk, if they don't have Earth Ragnar, swapping in um, Karambit for that, and then swapping back to God Hands. It is easier. much easier to get. Because even with Samurai yeah. Roll on, say, Pup, because you don't have kick attacks, uh, even with similar gear and TP gain, a, a monk might have. Not not exact, obviously, but still, there's times where you just miss the skill chain opportunity on Pup because you didn't multi-attack. It's just kind of weird for that yeah. last fourth step or something. But what ends up happening under Impetus with Karambit is you basically have a guaranteed plus 50 TP every time you crit, and you can multi-attack multiple times in a round. Like, there have been situations where I've been on Monk, and I've gone from, like, weapon skill to, to TP in a single attack round with those, um, which is pretty crazy. If nothing else, uh, they don't feel do it good. Yeah, they, they feel real good. Well, as far as, like, their actual people like, like damage output, yeah, I mean, as far as their actual damage output, they're probably still behind that answer. But um, it's still something I, I, you they can are, keep I'm in sure. Yeah. Um, God Hands, of course, is, in my opinion, the best hand-to-hand. Um, that you can have. It's always good. There's no situation. If you keep it on during impetus, it's still, still strong and will continue to be strong. You have almost 100% crit rate with them um, when you're doing a victory smite, which is great, including the increased base damage and the bonuses you're getting from critical damage bonus on on uh, uh, on impetus. Um, a lot of the times, you can hit the same kind of weapon skill numbers that Verithrogna is, but your white damage is lower because obviously you aren't getting the AM props. And it feels a lot less bad to use Shinjin Spiral for some weird TP reduction thing <laughs> than it does to use yeah. it with a different weapon. I mean, it always feels bad to use Shinjin It Spiral, does, but yeah. still, it's still a lot better to use them with that weapon because of the extra R bonus, you get an extra 10% damage. It's still... Looks cool, though. I always want to hope, come in and smite my enemies. But... Yeah, I want to watch the episode <laughs> one of Pokemon all over again every time I play a job. <laughs> Where they went to destroy bike on my shoulders or something. 
It's the closest thing to Phoenix we're ever going to get. And, and you, have a whole, you have years of watching uh, an anime as a kid. You're like, when's the Ho-Oh coming back? I saw an episode one. All right. There it is. It's been waiting for us this whole yeah. time. Here's God Hands. Um, Svare, you make that if you like Monk a lot. <laughs> you, there's no situation where you're really going to... It's cheap. Gonna it's use... easy. It's it's utility. Honestly, it's... it's I, I don't know. For, for a new player, I think it might be easier than getting an Aeonic the legit way. But... I agree. It is. It's, it, no, it's definitely easier because unless they're buying the Onyx Fox, it is 100% easier. Here's here's the problem I have with that, though, is that it's strictly better to use Karambit. <laughs> yes, it is. But so, if you're in a situation where you're being attacked by plenty of things and you want to be more uh, hardy or survivable, then yeah. Yes, the counter damage is hilarious. Uh, like it, it's, it's, it's not going to parse better, but you can do funny things for your own amusement with, with, uh, with Sparai. And I actually have a lot of fun with my Sparai. I have Sparai and God Hands myself. And I made Sparai because I always wanted one. Um, I like the final heaven weapon skill, even though it's bad. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's just a, a cool weapon, and I made it for fun, right? But that it should never be more than that because it's never going to perform better than that. Um, so I what have you're saying actually, is never make it. Well, you don't need to. But what I what I often do though is I will actually swap out of God Hands and into Safari during Impetus, and I will actually try to pretend that. Uh, my Safari is a Verithraga. Uh, only, <laughs> only, only because it helps with subtle blow um, occasionally in some sets. So, like, if, if I really care about, like, like limiting subtle blow and stuff, and I really like trying to, to, to push everything while, while losing, like, the least amount of stats, because the aftermath is interesting. You get critical damage bonus, and you also get, like, extra, or uh, not critical damage bonus. You get uh, counterattack bonus damage um, from the, the ranks. And then you also get uh, increased kick attack rate, um, as well as uh, and, and some subtle blow, I think. Um, so it's not terrible. And if you're using it and just riding the smite train with it, because victory smite is mostly crit based, there are worse things that you can do. Like again, it's probably not going to be like as good as to, to uh, clarify too. The subtle blow is from the uh, final heaven the aftermath. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not going to be like as good, just like raw numbers wise, just keeping your god hands on during it. But man, when you have a full stack of impetus charges and you counter attack in your in your in your counter set with uh <laughs> with Sparai, uh, it gets fucking stupid. So, that's, <laughs> like, so I think the situation would be if you have a bunch of mobs on you and you're and you're yeah. countering and you're doing tons tons of passive damage to extra mobs hitting you. It, it could be a nice thing to have. Sure. But yeah, so the, like I can't straight because it's good. Because Sparai compared to other hand to hand, even Karambit isn't. But I absolutely love them and I use it every chance I can because it's just fun. <laughs> so sometimes you just gotta have fun. Foxes just wanna have fun. Uh, and oh. then there's Glon's Foss, which you shouldn't make because uh Mythic Aftermath is not good with hand to hand. What would feel worse, Fox? Using a Mythic on Monk or using a Sparite on Monk? Um click away until you know. No, I'm actually just like clicking around in my lure right now. I'm trying to think about it. Because like you only get multi-attack on the on the main hand with the ad aftermath. But I mean that's also true with Empyrean Aftermath too. You only get the, the damage bonus on your main hand. Um stop clicking. I don't want to. <laughs> I've never heard you click about. before. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I would actually prefer. Like, so I know it was, thing, a, like, it was a stupid you, question, you would, but you would have to go out of your way to to make the Glons Fost. Just, just say it doesn't. Say the part doesn't matter. Say some people do it for the fun, Fox. Just do it for the fun. Yeah, whatever. just make Glons Fost because you like Monk. I'm sure it's fine if you use it. 
I, I think people. It's no King Kong, King, but well, I mean, it's also Monk. Different job, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely different job, and and I think people blow the whole Varith Ragna versus uh, God Ams thing out of proportion as it is. And I think you're fine using just about any of these options, even though you know God Ams will. Well, the problem becomes the floor. The floor is Karen Bits, and if the floor of Karen Bits is higher than Glansfast and Inspira, uh, then then it's a problem. Yeah, because it's easier to make. Because the floor is already established. You're going below the floor, yeah. so why would you go below the floor? It's just not even a latest standpoint. It's just a logical, why would I put time going below oh, the floor? And actually, there, there's a much bigger, bigger difference between the Kaja Knuckles and the um, and the Karen bit than there is on a lot of those weapons. Yes. Uh, because that, that TP. sort of TP bonus is huge. Yeah. That's most yeah, of the, the weapon, bonus. frankly, in my opinion. Yeah. Like the crazy crit rate. Like on, on Ninja, being able to go weapon skill to weapon skill almost consistently is, is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it is nice, though, to be able to have that because it does boost a certain fist. It's nice to have the boost of a certain fist for making that a certain fist to Howling Fist skill chain, especially because you get, even though you don't have God yeah. Ends at that point, having the extra TP gain to get a more powerful Howling Fist on top of that for a good uh, fusion weapon skill. You know, plus, it trains a new player to care about. Uh, skill chains yes. as opposed to just spamming the same thing and even if they're just spamming like, howling fist in this group of savage bladers which you would be doing then it still gives them better tp gain for howling fist yeah that's true you just make sure you learn to hold your tp which is a really important thing for god hands on monk like you want to make sure you learn to hold your tp to certain thresholds and you got to also consider yeah, your head and earring there too so you get to use it pretty quickly because your tp bonus yeah because you get between you, you can just unload at 1000 there because you have a head and earring and a, and a weapon that's 500 you're getting the over 2k just by being a thousand on monk but if you don't have that you do want to be aware because i'm sure a lot of new players who just have god hands might not have even done wings of the goddess so yeah i yeah. well i see people with god hands like weapon skilling at 1k tp and it makes me cringe because i know that no matter how much stuff is on there, unless a warrior is present, you're probably not maximizing. Yeah, balance. Warcry usually is the situation yeah. where you definitely want to go 1,000, but... Yeah. But otherwise, I usually wait till about 13. It ends up working out to be about 1,400 based on my TP set. But it's one attack round past 1,000. That's it. Yeah. Or, or actually 1,100 once you have the Impaka Head. It's 1,100 or better. It gives you two KCP. Usually you'll get about 1,100 anyway, so... Yeah. The way mine works out is I always jump from like a 990, which is really awkward, up to like 1400 and then I weapon skills. Well, so. At least you know you're always capped. Yeah, I see that shit all the time. That that weapon is just high delay, and then if you're not at 1000, you're going to definitely overshoot it with the extra, extra TP gain on that weapon. Yeah, sometimes it feels pretty bad, but most of the time it's just like, well, the thing's about to die anyway, so whatever. <laughs> I'm about to Howling Fist this for absurd damage. So, <laughs> like, it's funny too, because like if you're, let's say you're like joining Dynamis or something, right? And you're and you decide to show up on Monk. Monk actually does well without buffs because of Howling Fist. Like I remember there was there was one LS I joined to try to help him. There and like on the first run I went, I went Monk just because. And I was doing like 70k plus Howling Fists in an outside party with no buffs. And like I I was like competitively a fully buffed person. Yeah. But I have great gear on Monk, though. Like, not everyone's going to experience that. But, like, as far as a new player goes, like, let's say you're joining group content, but they're not, they're kind of wary of you because you don't have, like, the best gear. You're probably going to perform better than, you know, yeah. people with similar gear. On I think you have a better floor on Monk than you do on Warrior, too, is another reason I recommended yeah. it. For sure. For sure. Uh, Monk is a, a pretty easy job to get. So. So and it feels pretty good when you play it. That leads Verithrogna, which I think we've sufficiently covered, honestly. I mean, it was covered with the impetus. It was covered yeah. with the footwork. I mean, it, it's really, it's a basic weapon. Get your, yeah. get your um, It's go. only, it's really only good at Victory Smite because of how the weapon skill mods on it work. A mm -hmm. lot of those Imperium weapons are like that. 
um, which is why it can still be competitive with God Hands for the weapon skill, is because of all that that stunt that, uh, stat dump that's on it. But without that stat dump, and you're doing like other weapon skills and stuff, it definitely falls behind um, by quite a bit. So it's like only when you're riding the smite train. Yeah, there's my. Yeah, so I think that covers all of Monk, and I think that was a very informative episode, Fox. So yeah, how are you it's doing? Just, it... <laughs> no, you have any closing I, thoughts? Well, I mean, I, like we didn't really talk about some jobs for it, but like I was just going to mention that like the sub jobs don't matter as much on Monk than they do on other jobs. Like, just be wary, I just ride sub warrior be... a lot of the time. Yeah, most of the time you'll be sub warrior. Um, when you're not sub warrior, um, being sub dragoon or being sub uh, rune fencer is a good idea. Well, how would uh, people pick between sub dragoon and sub warfox? Could it be if you need the berserk extra damage, you would sub warrior? Otherwise, you would sub dragoon, as you would with most other jobs like blue mage yeah. or anything else. You make that choice on. Basically, yeah. There you go. You just sub dragoon if you're full buffed. There you go. You can also um, do boost with jump fox. Should you do? Oh my god, <laughs> you're not wrong. You can. You can. I, I don't know how great that'll feel. Uh, but, it yeah, would you, probably you, feel you about as it. great as a uh, a nice uh, enema of V8 splash. <laughs> V8 splash. <laughs> oh, not man. the vegetable one, cursed, but of course the orange that, fruity one. Yeah, that's a cursed beverage because I can still <laughs> taste the vegetables in it. And, uh, <laughs> It's a super cursed beverage. I haven't had it since I was a child, and I never want to experience it ever again. Yeah, dude, same. Uh, uh, it's like oh, vomit man. in your mouth. And and then you're like a, a baby bird. Subrune, if you're going to take uh, <laughs> damage. There you go. Actually, Subrune is really nice for Monk, because then you don't have to worry about changing your like neck and waist options, um, unless it's like a dire circumstance. Like You can just use the Rune Fencer elements to help get that, that elemental resist you need. And, and between Warrior and Rune Fencer, you have a lot of extra accuracy options on Monk to stack and overlap if you're kind of close that's or in a situation that's weird. So you do get the, the focus, you get the aggressor, you get the sword play, you get a bunch of things there that last for a lot of the duration of both of those abilities up and downs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Monk is a job where like the main job is so potent in what it does that like the sub job is is really just an accent where it doesn't define it the same way as like Corsair sub ninja is way different than like Corsair sub anything else. Um, you know, if you think of it that way. So yeah, it's just uh, you you're very sub job flexible on Monk, so just kind of keep your options in mind. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as like how I'm doing, um, pretty good. Uh, we uh, my group's on Bumba now. Um, <laughs> We just rocketed through uh, Ongo and Arabati. Uh, those those was, fights felt pretty good. Yeah, I, I, that felt really good just to see you do that. Yeah. Um, Arabati was really funny. Um, uh, Hayden, for the longest time, was like, yeah, we only have X amount of attempts. And I was wondering why he was saying that. And it's because he only bought one stack of food. That's how I know how many attempts it took us. So we went one for 12 in Arabati because he wait, was like, wait, this why, is does last it, why does it require an X amount of attempts because of food? You can just get more food. Yeah, he was just fucking around. Oh, okay. Hayden's a great guy. That's a very yeah. Hayden. Okay, I got yeah, you. It was super funny. It's a very Hayden thing. He's like, yeah, we have one attempt left because I only bought one stack of food. <laughs> so like we go on our twelfth our attempt and he's like, yeah, we only have one stack of food or whatever. And it, it was funny too because like Blame was Blame was streaming it. And all of a sudden he gets a raid of like 30 people, right? And we had been consistently like getting it down to like 59% HP in, in fight one. We rated on Velner or Oh, I don't know. Somebody raided and we got like 30 people. And then like seconds after he got raided, I died in fight one to an <laughs> auto attack. Arabati hit my dancer with an auto attack for 1800 damage. Did you hear the I don't know down? That's happen. weird. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like we were consistently killing Ara getting Arabati to like 59-ish percent. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes before, but he wasn't doing a single TP move. 
Yeah, yeah, time. that's that's what happened. Especially when I dropped Saber Dance, we were able to manage it with what with no TP moves. So, I full time Saber Dance, man. I, didn't I, give a I, shit. I had like, times I where I could like, full time it. Yeah, I, I was able to full time a lot of time, but there were times where taking it off had a noticeable uh, change. So I was kind of changing when I had Saber Dance on. But, <laughs> but man, it felt really good to do dancer in that fight, didn't it? That's the, like the, the moment. The moment he gets raided, I fucking die. <laughs> so here's Hayden with his strong ass back on Dragoon, just fucking carrying the run. I wish we had a Dragoon and for round one, but we had a Samurai. We still got gross, there. Dude. Yeah, because I, I don't have a Twash Star. So like Hayden being able to help carry that run was very, very I, I guess we had the inverse situation where I had the Twash Star and made a Samurai using Shining One and yeah. you had the Dragoon and, I, and you had no Twash Star. Yeah. Because that is the weapon for that fight because you are using Rudra Storm primarily and it's doing good damage. Yeah, and when the Dragoon does fly high, it's really good to vary up your weapon skills on Dancer, so you, like, you want to compliment them when they do it. Um, but I died during that process, so I was like, oh, well, this is going to suck. And we didn't get it to 59%, we had to go into the 64, so the 65% in the fight, too. Yeah, 65 then, is still very doable, though, so that's yeah, and then, the and then we just and then we just super murdered it. <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. Uh, Biz, uh, Biz was on Bard. He ended up dying from pulling hate on my Raws with, uh, with songs somehow. What? But it didn't matter. Like I was just like, just he's leave just him a bard, dead. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just leave him dead. He's just a bard. Like he's not contributing to this fight at this point. Well, and, when the uh, when the rune fighter gets dispelled, he definitely contributes. Uh, we we also won with sub a minute though. We were sub a minute on the clock. Okay, yeah, that happened to us too. Did you have attack down when that yeah. sub minute happened, or was it just normal sub minute? Uh, it was just it was just normal sub. Okay, so that that's uh, we didn't okay. get down this part. Yeah, it it was kind of a it was kind of a it was just a completely botched run to begin with, and like there were a lot of things that went wrong. It just happened to work, and yeah, we went. Uh, we went one for twelve on it. Uh, we we got it to three percent like the run before, and got real sad. And then we got it. I think we got it to one percent on another run. We had like so no close run there, except but... the run we won, and that was with attack down. So it was a, a night and day for us. We didn't get close with the last yeah. attack not being down, and then with attack down, we narrowly won. <laughs> yeah, and then with uh, with, with all of the attempts though, um, it was uh, oh fuck my my train of thought. You destroyed it. That's what I do. But all the attempts, though, with his food being saved and all, and you're dying. Yeah, well, it, we knew we went one for 12, though, and I died. Yeah, uh, yeah. on all the attempts, though, um, anytime we got it close, we always got it to 59. And uh, the, the time we didn't, I was like, well, this is probably fucked, but we'll just continue <laughs> doing it anyway. Of course, we're in front of like, the biggest audience that we could possibly have at the time. And, like, it's, 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 it's like, like oh, uh, we'll in Moral Oral, where he's just standing there, and then his pants fall down, and then a little, little yeah. flute noise happens. Yeah. But yeah, that that was cool. Um, we ended up getting that. Um, we ended up getting Ongo also, but that was pretty unremarkable. I think I already talked about it. So then we're on Bumba, and our Bumba attempts were interesting. I tried to reinvent the wheel for the first two fights. I saw that. Um, I did a three-tag strategy, which was interesting, but the Zerg wasn't strong enough. So it is what it is. Um, we could only do like 8% on the Zerg after the first I was tag. Thinking the first that, tag was interesting. I was thinking that because you run into the same one-hour problem that stops you when the fetters are up at that point. Yeah, and I was hoping to offset that using Thief. But yeah, that's that, that'd be hard. I was also under the impression I could have stolen Yagasumi too, which would have been a rude awakening if we'd ever gotten that far. Yeah, that would be the problem. If you but could, I could see doing that. The tag one was really cute because we used a a Beastmaster and a Puppet Master to do the 10%. That is definitely and then we had a rain, And then we had a Ranger, a Black Mage, and a Summoner uh, doing damage to it. Excuse me? Yeah. Doing damage to it, we we ended up pushing it almost to eighty four. I think we got it to like eighty six. That's the weirdest inefficient round run I've ever heard of. But somehow getting yeah, but, but in my mind it was page. free. In my mind it was free damage because if you use uh, it, we didn't use a uh, a perfect defense method for Zerg two, 
So like if you do a controlled fight one and then you do is that start so that so that fight two starts out at 84 and then you do the Zerg in fight two, you're now going from 84 to whatever you need to go to instead of going from 100 to whatever. So you're basically just adding an extra 15%. And that was my thought process because fight three is exactly the same. So that was your normal scholar setup for level one. Uh, it just, we didn't have the oomph um, in the second fight Zerg without the Beastmaster. So that's where it got kind of kind of weird. So like I was trying to push too much and it just wasn't worth the extra tag to keep trying. So we ended up just copying all those methods strictly and we've had decent results, um, but it's still, I, I mean, we're only on like attempt five, I think. Bumba is so, one of those fights where you're gonna have a lot of attempts just working out, getting your mechanics in sync. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. The the hate balance with Rake and Gambit, the uh, balance of the Red Mage doing stuff, oh. the balance of the skill chains happening. Does your color not caper the blue? No, we don't caper. You should caper the blue. Yeah, I know. We thought about that when we you saw you do doing that. it. And we're like, I guess we could do that. You should definitely do that. <laughs> That's why it's recommended in the strat, too. Yeah, I could see um, I, I don't have problems for the most part, but it has happened. Uh, it, capering would stop that. So, yeah. It, it makes it completely solid. You just caper. And then we also don't stack on the blue anymore. Like, in a lot of the videos, when you watch it, everyone's all stacked We never stacked on the blue. We, we saw you doing yeah, that. Yeah, there's we no very reason confused. to fucking do that. Yeah, there's no reason to fucking do that, especially if if the uh, if the black it's a, or not the black mage, the geo is there because the geo is going to increase the damage the blue does with with uh, with their with like their searing tempest and stuff. You don't want that because it's cumulative. So every every 10k you reach cumulatively increases his DT. That I didn't know. I thought it was just if you pass 10k. So we were wondering why. That our... was my first impression as well. Yeah, that was my first impression because all of the two people that have said anything plus the Japanese stuff you can't translate, no one has said that at all. I, I mean, there's there's very limited information. So us finding that out, I'm sitting there going, why has no one noticed that or said anything? Maybe they just don't know. Uh, I just so It's very important that, that your scholar is doing the skill chains naked to try to hit zero damage. Uh, on their skill chains and then it's also very important that the blue mage is doing as little damage as possible providing those those debuffs and that most of the damage that's occurring is just from Kalstra and just from your your your, your storm spells or not your storm spells your your helix spells until tabula's off once tabula's off and you have your last Kalstra on you just set up uh lead and salute skill chain so i think we're going to be getting it fairly soonish um, provided we don't get like magic act down or something. I didn't know the whole or time magic. I was fucking over my my scholar by doing yeah. searing. I was spamming damage. I'm like, as long as I do less than 10k, which I was doing seven eight constantly. I'm like, I'm gonna help reduce the regen. We're gonna beat this because I'm doing an extra couple hundred k damage, mm -hmm. and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the difference. Is me trying to be all the blue I can be. And then I realized like we couldn't figure out why the damage was a little lower. We weren't doing more than like 80k on the six step darkness or whatever. And we were wondering why things are going so poorly. And, like, and that's because I also until was you doing said too was, many steps. Yep. Yeah. Until you said no, it was cumulative. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, that that's the missing piece. That's why we're getting fucked. We wasted so many attempts just to that. Because I think the skill chain damage fucks you, too. I can't be certain, but I, I think it I does. would assume it does. Yeah. There's no reason so, not to think it wouldn't. So you really just want you don't want anyone else to participate in the skill chain. You just need the scholar to do it. And it honestly, just needs to be a four step. Like I was hitting with magic attack down. I was hitting 60K. With uh, with a fork step, the blue so, closing because it's physical damage is at least nice. Although the skill chain damage there would would be a problem. I suppose. But I think there's still enough of a boost there. Ten percent. Uh, <laughs> I still I think it's worth it though. I don't think that the reduction to damage taken from doing a two k quadratic for a darkness of two ish k is going to reduce. Because only that that two k ish is going to reduce damage by more than the extra bonus of ten percent from the extra step. Possibly not. 
But I'm I'm just gonna I'm basically just gonna keep maxing it as far as it'll go to do as little damage that isn't lethal damage as possible. But as as my group's been doing, we got our mechanics down. Just like with Ongo, you had to practice your mechanics, your synchronization. Okay, we're doing random deal now. Do the rate gambit. It has to be on at the right time. Make the sort of defense, magic defense down from tearing gusts and shits on. Otherwise, you're not doing this. Don't miss the skill chain. Gambit's Don't go way too more early. Yes, to an extent. Way, way more important. Having both is very important. Just We've had times where Kostra goes off and rake is worn off by like three seconds. <laughs> it feels really bad. And getting all those things in sync, that's one thing. But the missing pieces that you're not seeing in the two testimonies that are out there is the part that always annoys me when I sit there and they go, oh, in our winning attempt, we got down to like 50% or 55 It's like, there's no criteria for what's happening. I assume Brazing Rush went off. I assume you're, you're like, you don't, you, you just put the jobs. There's nothing else being descriptive. There's nothing going on. There's a lot of missing pieces there that really help when you're in the discovery phase as a group that are kind of really crucial so you can not only have a marker for your progress here, but to understand yeah. where you may be going wrong. And those are the most important parts to getting to the wins described, even with all the details they do put for something like mischief, that those missing parts that may seem minor because you've done it enough times in one, it's like, oh, they'll eventually figure out, I'm sure. Those missing parts that are so simple, like it's cumulative, which is major, uh, or, or the... <clears throat> Other things like that are the missing parts that, like, we're not getting anywhere near 50 in all our attempts. Nowhere near 50, but we're also getting Yagasumi almost constantly. I'm probably going to uh, drop the Beastmaster from our Zerg, and I'll just go Summoner. For yeah, Berg we're taking Summoner for... We, have we, have been, we had a loss even so far to a Distortion killing us immediately off the bat, because we're like, wait, how did the Distortion cool. happen? We can't do that. It was from Siren doing a 6 to 12k... Oh... <laughs> I'm not calling you out. It just happened. Yeah, I didn't even know you were on Summoner. These things happen. So what? Okay, Miss Insecurity, relax. So it was, you know, doing 6 12k damage as a Summoner for free, great, with uh, Siren's whatever, Hysteric Barrage, whatever it was. Uh, but that made a distortion, which is a very limited chance of happening. It just happened to happen that time. It happened to be the right absorption aura that that killed us instantly. We just changed to Ifrit. This is also the, all the discovery phase kind of stuff. We changed to Ifrit for the double attack for the monk and dragoon. Uh, to, I would switch to Ifrit after. Doing yeah, you yeah you would do it first. You switch, and then we just went to full time switching, and then we do the perfect defense right before the minute has happened. But that that works really a lot better because you're getting Shiva TP bonus. We're getting we're also getting Astral Flow before we even start, and we're getting Kate Sits, uh, uh, Altana's favor, and then doing perfect defense later because you only have to wait a minute for that three and a half mm -hmm. minutes or whatever. So we're getting all those things that are that are helping us out. I think a lot more than that was helping your group for Beastmaster being there. Yeah. And then finding out that, you know, when you do the uh, the HP down cheese, that it starts at 77% for the last fight is uh, pretty awful. That's weird. Yeah. That's actually a big problem, frankly, because you want that ad to come out right away. You want stuff. They want the aura on right away. Although it could be advantageous if it's the wrong aura. So we're mirroring Zala, exactly. And... Um, as, as far as like our ability to do damage, I know that I have the exact same setup as Zala has. So when he did it, they got it to 74 and they were, they were like, we're good. And then I assume the same thing happened because they used a Beastmaster in the same way. So they were also killing it from 77% on that attempt to zero. And I found that the Leaden Salutes actually had a shit ton of damage uh, at the end. Um, it's like another 10% on its own, 10, 11%. Yeah, but you want to wait for doing a couple Leadens. Yeah, you do it at the very end after all the costras are done. Uh, but if you can really efficiently plug out those costras, um, doing those leaden salutes at the end, uh, you might be able to get an extra leaden salute out of it. Uh, if you do like three three huge costras, four huge costras instead of five, 
I think it might be better to do the um, the leaden salute because the leaden salute was our, our first salute that we did did like five percent of his HP. It was fucking stupid. It was it was just this huge amount of HP that, that got lost, and then it just started tapering off as we kept leadening. But uh, yeah, we just did exactly what they did. Um, I set up a distortion on Scholar. He closed with leaden salute, and then we had the red mage run in CDC to reset the wall. And yeah, we just kind of repeated it, and that was doing that was doing real. Well. So it's just a matter of not nerfing my own damage now that I have uh, everything working properly. And last night I uh, I decided to make that swap I was talking about the Sroded Hathlam. I was still doing Ghastly. Um, so I'll be doing that on the, the next run as well. Um, and I also opt to use a uh, the Dark Earring for an extra tick of uh, of Kostra over the Tenant on The extra Google. tick is super more important, I think. It might be. I am just guessing. You know, I also don't know if Kostra has a cap because I'm Brava does at 500. So I don't know if Kostra does as well. It doesn't say that there is, but I. what's going to happen, though, and I'll, and I'll probably know, is it'll go from the, the 44 ticks I have to 45 ticks for being a 502. So, What's your ML, though? I looked at 36. Okay, so our Scholar is like 32 or 4. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as you clear 500, you're probably fine. Because you, it's, it's like a difference between having like 43 and like, 45 ticks, you know, depending on where you fall in that national level range. And that can be like, you know, 50k damage if you have a cap damage one. So it's not a whole lot, but it could, I, I could definitely see it being different between 1% and 0. That's for sure. And it's a game of inches with Bumba. But any, yeah. any, and you have comes? two minutes and 15 seconds of each coster too. So like after that 215, you need to put the next coster on and so forth and so on. So. Because I see that there is a new post in the Foxy Spice anime list that I have not clicked it's during our episode here. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, I keep adding to that. Heavenly delusion. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, um, that show is looking really interesting uh, so far. Its its animation is kind of jank, but it's also kind of like charming at the same time. And there's like a lot of weird stuff that's just occurring in the show. Like I can't spoil anything, but basically, it's it's the premise is there's a post-apocalyptic world, and it follows two timelines that seem like they're going to converge. So it's kind of like. Uh, uh, if, if if anyone out there has seen your name, which is kind of like a, it's like a, a supernatural, romantic one. It is. It's a really good story, you know. It's kind of like that, where like the two things are happening at the same time. So there's like children who are like look like they're they're like genetically modified to live in this lab. I'm explaining like episode one stuff. There's only three episodes out so far, but they live in this lab and they seem genetically modified to be like superior human beings. And the outside world is just completely destroyed, apparently. And then there's another set of of kids walking around uh, where one of them looks like one of those kids that's in that lab, but it's not said that they are the same kid. And they're actually walking around that wasteland and dealing with the whole post-apocalyptic world. And there's, like, the characters seem really good so far. So it seems really interesting. And I, and I want to know if there's going to be, like, a situation like in your name, spoiler alert, where, like, the timelines don't sync up properly. And it causes issues there, but I, I don't know. Like it, it has a really interesting premise so far. If you want to know Fox, you always put Phil Collins on. <laughs> right? I could. About the strangers like you. <laughs> Fucking Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Um, post-apocalyptic world is believable. So. A lot of things lately post-apocalyptic. That uh, seems to be a theme in the minds of society. I guess. A lot of it. I don't know. Like, uh, there's, this, there's a couple shows this season that are really good, though. Like, I haven't, like, I recommended a few. As far as the ones I've seen so far, I've seen the Heavenly Delusion show. Uh, Konosuba's great. 
so far. I uh, saw the new seasons out. I have not watched any of it yet. I'm waiting for it to gain some more episodes. It's funny. It's funny. It, it doesn't have the the feel that like the because you're like it's like if you watch Konosuba episode or, or the the first two seasons in the movie and everything, um, you you have that that feel that the whole group adds when they're all together. Having Megamine on her own is 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 still really funny, but there I do think that there is something missing currently oh, yeah. without the rest of them. Um, uh, Oshinoko is really ridiculous. Um, what? Oh, uh, Oshinoko. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I recommend people watch at least episode one of that. It's so good. So, like, you're gonna see it, and you're you're gonna wonder why I'm rec- uh, recommending the first this episode because, like, is the length of a feature film. Yes, it's it's an hour and a half long, what? and it needs to be an hour and a half long. It's so good. Okay. Because like I started watching it, and people are like going going blind. So I'm gonna let anyone listening to this go in blind as well. And uh, <laughs> so at first you're like, I am not interested in anything that's going on unless you're like into like pop idols and stuff. Like I, I just don't care. And like, why is this person helping a pop idol? Like, like you know, disguise her pregnancy and stuff. Like oh, it's, okay. it's really weird. And then things occur, and then it gets even more strange that I can't, I, I believe... again, can't spoil. And, and then after that, it fucking goes fucking bonkers. Surmising it as things it. occur, then it goes bonkers is perhaps the plot line for most things. <laughs> things occur. I, things occur, and then it goes bonkers. Like, give I, me the cliff notes. Things occur. I, I, I can't give you the cliff notes for the things that occur. <laughs> things occur. No, no, I, I want to go on blind, man, because I can see you I can have, see you have to go on blind. blind. I can't. I can't give you anything past that. Like bad. Okay. So bad shit happens and then more bad shit happens. <laughs> and then uh, I've, been, I've been watching the episodes afterwards and all the episodes okay, afterwards so far have been of the normal length. And I, I can't spoil anything that happens with it. It, it to me so far, I'm going to give it like a couple more episodes past that point. It hasn't been as interesting as the, as the, as the movie length episode one has been. But I think it's building up to something the way the movie length episode builds up to that will make it interesting. So I'll give it like, you know, another three episodes to see if it gets there. Um, not that it's bad. I think it's still like a really interesting premise for the show after that point. But it doesn't hit you as hard as the movie itself hits you <laughs> that that episode one is. And, you know, I'm kind of like waiting to see where it goes because it kind of becomes episodic after that point. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I, Based on like the source material and like getting halfway through the episode, you're gonna be like, "Why the fuck is he recommending this?" And if you just hang in there, you'll you'll realize that everything is fucking beautiful and everything is wrong. So it's it's a pretty sweet show. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely uh, we add some stuff to our anime channel. We, we I'm about to add mine when I when I talk about mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and while you're doing that, uh, also, if you have a chance, watch Dota Dragon's Blood. That's actually yeah. Really I, I love when he posts these, so I can actually go and do them because I was watching some yesterday, and I'm like, I wonder what I could put on. So I really like Arcane, and then right after Arcane, I go, well, okay, I'll watch the other thing because Arcane's based on League of Legends. So it's like, okay, well, I'll watch the Dota one that came out, and I felt that the Dota show was really generic when I watched it. So the the first time, so I only got like halfway through episode one and I was like, you know, I don't really have the patience for this. I really liked Arcane. Arcane was such, such a strong show. And then a year later, I go back and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and watch this Dota show because someone, like, I guess I saw a positive recommendation on it. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I watched the Dota show and the Dota show is filled with every character being an extremely well-written character. Like 
the the entire show, the plot of the show, how they handle plot events in the show, it's just super strong. The animation is not on the tier of Arcane, but it doesn't mean it's bad. And uh, the best character in the entire show, who must be protected at all times, doesn't even have a voice actress. She she's a mute. She does not. Act, she literally does not have a voice actress just because like, eh. she she does not have a single word. She makes noises like. She whistles. She whistles. Okay. And she whistles like a fucking boss because she uses those whistles. Some Disney ass shit. As a spotter for a sniper. So like oh. the 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 chick with the bow is like hella accurate, but so it's like she the, does, the blind she, Mithra in Final aim. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Perry Basically, Shasha she, or whatever. Yeah, she 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 whistles the coordinates at her so she can snipe them perfectly. Whistles coordinates. Awesome. That's some that's some fucking seven dwarf shit right there. Dude, it's so sick. And uh, yeah, and the, the character, like, she has no spoken words, but she like commands presence on the screen when she's there because they they animated her reactions to things so well. And uh, yeah, just the, the best character ever. And um, there's three books, so three chapters. They're all eight episodes long. And every one of them is good. Uh, chapter three gets really crazy where they introduce some like really weird things happening. And I really look forward to book four. I hope it comes out within like the next year or so. So it's it's also really strong. Lots of good stuff going on this season. And Dota 3 is old, though. Like, it's not this season, but it's still worth watching in downtime. I watch these things while I uh, while I work on programming code for the class. This class going well? Yeah, it's going well so far. Um, sort of. Wow. I have a, I have a group project. Yeah, yeah. Like that sounds like a special kind of hell. Yeah. Uh, well, Fox, I hope so, you make I all mean, the Twitter you can make. Right. Yeah, I developing a social media platform is a final uh, project for one of my classes and it's it wasn't my idea can you copy paste myspace that way it also sucks <laughs> right yeah i don't i don't really care like i the, the thing that i care most about it is going to be my imprint on the uh, the cryptography that i'm doing and the debit and the databasing um because the rest of it's pretty generic like sure anyone can slap like a visual on something and like you know link things together when you're at this point but i really want to focus on making sure that things are like efficient on on that other end uh, so that I can slap it on the resume next to, you know, all the stuff that I can do with like programming and understanding of like the math and computer science. It's better with the cryptology be doing that than the making the new Fox coin. <laughs> Fox coin. <right? laughs> oh man, I went down, I, I explained, um, I explained the system that I was going to use and it was going to be, it was basically going to use what's called a pulverizer. And oh. um, I, I tried to explain how, so how the, my dick. I was trying to explain how, how the cryptography is going to work. And the guy was like, I, I do not know what's going on. And I'm like, that is not a good sign. Because there's another Discord. Carrot's rolling her eyes at me. I'm like, that's not great. Oh, the pulverizer thing? Yeah, the pulverizer. I tried to just pulverizer. gloss Pulverizer. Yeah. Well, that's, all, that's all I got, though. Like, my personal life. No, but I'll explain the pulverizer because I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to explain the pulverizer table to people. Or oh, okay, okay. Table. If it's that, if it's that big brain, I don't want. So to if if, if you wanna... if you understand how linear combinations work when it comes to like a subset of numbers, let's pretend yes, I you... do. Okay, then then basically the your your password is not the is not what actually uh, controls this this method that I'm building. Um, the password only unlocks half of the the linear combination that allows it to uh, create a seed. Um, oh. a random seed that's going to match up with another random event um, that wouldn't be able to be arrived at unless you had the combination. And that's that's how I'm doing it. I'm pretty sure other people have done things this way, but yeah. Naturally. Yeah, you're the one who asked. I, <laughs> I'm following. I'm following, Fox. Oh, okay. I have so slash follow on. You, you need both halves of the coin to make the full, the full coin. There you go. Of course. 
Oh, of course. Yes. I mean, when do you not? BRB. I'm going to kill you with this weird description of how this works. That's the super layman's description. I, I'm glad that that's the super layman's description. That way I can feel incredibly lame. And... <laughs> yeah, as it applies to like no facet of anyone's life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I was I was buying onions the other day too, and I thought to myself, I need two parts of the onion to make one onion. <laughs> it's true. You're not wrong. Otherwise, you only have half an onion. That wouldn't work in the recipe. The so. cryptography of of I'm I'm putting a whole ass onion in this. I'm going to use a whole ass onion in this recipe. I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, that you have a fennel seed and you have fennel. I, I just don't know. Right. Yeah. So, so boring math stuff later. Um, I'm glad you I, understand it just, that, it, looks, it, it gives me really hope fun. for the human species that you understand that because fuck, I don't. No, dude, I'm such a nerd. Like, I, I'm actually looking more forward to, to making that part work in conjunction with the database and where things are hidden uh to then doing the rest of the project like i don't give a shit well of course not because you care about how things work you don't watch rupaul's drag race where you're like oh my god i, I want to watch all the style and no substance i hate social media dude i, like, do I don't even want it to be a i engage in some of it for a purpose but not because i'm like oh man i care mm-hmm. what i care what my neighbor does i don't give a fuck if they have a, a fucking this or that yeah so i'm trying to make it so that the other people are dealing with the social media aspect of it and then i'm just handling how the database and, and security works hopefully Hopefully that's how it'll work out and I won't have to do all of it because I have no interest. I in hope that you have people media. pick up the slack instead of just leaving it on you, the adult in the room. There's one dude who said three sentences like well, in, the, Fox, in the three weeks that we've been working on the the, the planning phase. Tell that guy to go on his bicycle and start doing some stuff. Oh shit. Tell him you ain't riding the bike. I got another guy who's doing like the easiest stuff possible, but at least he like contributes ideas. And it was actually uh, his that dude's idea to do social media. My idea was doing a payroll system. You got the spicy Ryan in the group who does fucking yeah. fuck all. <laughs> fuck all. Oh, I got some ideas, guys, who can make them happen. You got the, the, the spicy Zuckerberg there, the, the spicy Gates who really invents and does nothing, but just tries to manage an operation and take all the credit. I don't know, man. Like this shit is due on Monday uh, for the for the really? design phase that we're working on. Well, not not the whole thing, just the design phase of it. So and we have to guess. explain like how the components work. I'm the only one who's done anything. Yep. Yeah, just yeah. like last time. How did I know? So just like last time during the proposal. Yeah, when we did the proposal, I'm the only one who wrote up the proposal. But and I actually got I got excellent feedback from the instructor on the proposal. He's like, "This is incredibly detailed, and I have nothing to say about it. Like, this is just a fantastic project." Fox, this is like I think the difference right. between you and I is when I see no one doing anything in the group, I get upset and make it make it fucking well known by everyone. I don't have these time people, for that man. I, I no, I, I they're don't. Not, fuck them. I'm not carrying the project. We're a team, or we're nothing. Here's here's the thing. They may be content with getting like an F on it, <laughs> but but I am not. I am not content with getting an F. So what ends hey, up happening is. Is I can't play chicken with their inaction. Like I, I have to actually get this done because I'm not 18. <laughs> you know, they have a lot more time to fuck up and like do things better. I do not have that. I already fucked up and now I'm trying to do things better. When you're 15 and the project's over. Oh, I'm, I'm so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> My project's not okay. God, man, I don't know. But yeah, like I, I, I can't do that. Like they, they can put things off to the last minute, but it, the shit has to be done. So like it, it affects me if I don't do it, but they can just not do it because they, they, I think they know that I'm going to. And rather than having us all get an F, I want to make sure that I get a good grade, even if it has to be dragging them through it as well. So it sucks, but it's part of life that you'll have to carry people sometimes. Unfortunately, you know, you only move as, as much as the slowest person and you have to be all the people. So yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. So how are you doing? Well, <laughs> I am doing... I'm, I'm copacetic. I'm okay. 
There's nothing, nothing up or down over. It's it's, it's a, a negative neutral uh, positive overall. So we're in the middle here. Oh, okay. uh, today I'm having something carrot bought for me. Uh, uh, Italian wine, technically a Sardinian wine, if you distinguish between Italian and Sardinian, because they are. It's part of Italy, but it's not really Italy. I mean, Sicily is more Italy than Sardinia will ever be. So, is that a hypodermic needle puncture in the cork? In the cork? What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> but I have a... Cause of, uh, cause of death? <laughs> I have a Cananao de Sardinia, which is a Cananao from of Sardinia. So it's a Cananao is a grape. It's just a Garnacha, which is a Spanish grape, which you may have yeah. seen more from Garnacha uh, in France, the south of France, the Rhone where that grape's popular for your Cote de Rhone's, your Chateauneuf de Pops. If you've heard mm-hmm. of the Castle of the New Pope, it's a popular French. I haven't. You've never, you've, you never heard of Chateauneuf de Pop? So no, if we go into history, I, Fox, I, there was an anti-Pope I, I once in the to, south of France. You know, these chateaus always showed up on product, like when, back when I sold wine, but like they all looked the same to me, and I didn't care because you could bullshit your way through most things. <laughs> so there once in history was an anti-pope that was invited into France to, because the France is disagreeing with the real pope, and they had a problem because religious things. And they had two popes at once. Now, not the only time it's happened. And they had the pope in the south of France there, and uh, the, the the area was shutting off the pop, and it's just the wine kind of... Yeah, it became it a historical thing. Became became a, a South Rhone type of of wine. It, it's uh, it's 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 you could say it stands above other Rhone blends of red wines or even white wines. So anyway, uh, that's where the grapes known for. So Sardinia is a blue zone. So that means the people there live to be older, you know, centurions more on average, like Japan or Sardinia. So when I worked in the field, you'd get these fucking housewives that would always have the question of, do you have any Cananao? I watched Dr. Oz and he said they're in a blue zone and Cananao's from there. It's just Garnacha. You can get in fucking Spain for pennies, okay? You don't have to go buy Sardinian wine. But, uh... See, that's what you, that's what you could have said. Just, just go get some Garnacha. No, what I would always say is, you do know that they have an entire lifestyle that's alien to your own and that's why they live to be that age, right? <laughs> and we get the looks it's not of just the wine. Weird. I, 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 I would say I go. You do know that drinking does decrease your your life expectancy, correct? I mean, that's that's not. There's no benefit to drinking, right? Yeah. So I mean, I, you do it because you enjoy it, not because you think you're going to live forever. That's that's just simply how that goes. So uh, it, it's it's uh, caracatness is a gift. It's very nice. I like this this wine. So there you go. It said there's a description in the back here. Uh, the 2019 Reserva wine from who's this from? I wish I could Stella justify buying wine more because I actually enjoy wine quite a bit. This is just this. Is, so this wine, white, this so. wine, I had to open a cheese for because it's, it's a red <laughs> wine of, of a full enough stature that I think it needs a cheese to help break it down. So yeah. for those who aren't into wine, having cheese with wine, especially a red wine like this, is like adding milk or a creamer to a coffee or even tea if you're into that. It, it breaks down the tannins of the wine. I do add milk to tea. Fuck yourself. So, well, <laughs> some people add milk to tea. There, there, there is a lot of spot of British people out there with no sense who who engage in fucking milk and tea. I, it's the not for me, but some people do it. But milk and coffee is the more common uh, descriptor there. So it's like doing that. It's it's important if you. I, I like black coffee, but that's besides the point. It changes the way you enjoy it. So I had to yeah. break it out. Unfortunately, I wanted Manchego cheese, but I forgot that we were out of Manchego cheese and we did not get more Manchego. So I had to pull out a a fourteen month Scottish cheddar that was hanging around. You never so pull like, out? What do I? Man, you never, never pull out Fox. 
I'm like, what do I have? What can I do? I'm like, I have a spicy cheese. No, I have, I have buffalo mozzarella. No, I have I'm like, what do I got fucking bring out? I almost picked like, up buffalo mozzarella the other day. Uh, buffalo is, is, is our, one of our favorites. We break that down with some, some Campari mushrooms, uh, Campari mushrooms, Campari tomatoes and some basil and shit. It's great. Um, but yeah, I've been having that during this whole podcast with the, with the Scottish cheddar. It's not perfect, but in thin slices, it definitely is, is great. So, but the back of this wine says, mm. <clears throat> A full-bodied wine, debatable, made with the most representative Sardinian grape variety, aged in oak casks. Its bouquet is pronounced, and its color, with a U, is brilliant. <laughs> Perfect to accompany red meat and seasoned cheese. It is right, an aged cheese, but I think a, uh, a very aged cheddar is a little too assertive still, or a Parmesan's too assertive for this, but... I could never eat Parmesan in just cheese form. Well, I, may, that's not I eat the shred, like one shred at a time when I'm waiting for spaghetti to cook. But. There you go. It, it's something you do in thin slices to get them. You know, yeah. The I could never just like bite into bite into. Yeah, you Parmesan. can't bite into Parmesan unless you're oh a fucking God. sociopath. But, <laughs> right. That'd be like biting into fucking, um, like, um, uh, what the fuck so like a sheep's cheese that's like a... Uh, I don't have many non-cow cheeses. Pecorino, I'm thinking of. It'd be like biting into a fucking pecorino. <laughs> you just wouldn't I'm bite sure into you a know block all of, about that. You wouldn't <laughs> bite into a block of pecorino. Not only would it like pecorino is a saltier, more assertive Parmesan kind of thing going on there. You just wouldn't. Always putting the pecorino in his mouth. Yeah, I always put a pecorino in my mouth, Fox. <laughs> Get the full flavor and saltiness of it. The, the, the full flavor and salt. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's that's wine and cheese is a, just having the right ones is an important thing. I may only have a one or two pairs of pants and may dress like a vagabond and may have not bought new clothes in a decade, but I do enjoy wine and cheese. So that's me. Otherwise, uh, okay, you remember the piano sample, Fox? Yeah. The fucking oh, yeah, piano right. guy, and we're going to slowly escalate the situation now. The police didn't show oh. up. I mean, the piano guy's going to fucking go down, I swear. So yeah, his singing was terrible, but oh, I could at least recognize that he was trying to play Phantom. Can you imagine? So not only the way the piano guy from last time, for those following the series of the, what is the piano guy now, the He's Phantom of the Opera of okay. all songs is one of the most fucking annoying songs, especially when you try to sing it. Oh, the melody's fine. The Phantom of the Opera. It's, a, it's like a, yeah, a well, I mean, exaggeration. A, it's the point is that you have to be a fucking opera singer to sing Phantom No, of yeah, you have to be an opera singer, but also this guy should just <laughs> never sing anything. He could sing Cotton Eye Joe right. and I want him to fucking fall off a cliff. That's funny. Well, Cotton Eye Joe in general, you want to have a person fall off a cliff. But yeah, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Otherwise, so anime-wise, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to put it in the, in the channel right now. Uh, I've been watching with oh, Karen. You typing and then you didn't. Yeah, I, I just I just didn't press it yet because I wasn't up. Uh, I've been watching with Karen, oh, buddy, buddy, daddies. So oh, I put the description here. Do you like daddy's love with a ddys? How about daddy's love with a ddies? Well, oh. when you begin raising the daughter of a dead man while engaging in illegal work with your work partner, two young guys have to learn all of daddy's love that they never knew. Just a slice of life sort of show. It's not the best ever, but it's decent time with a novel premise. Yeah. So they are two hitmen. And they come into the possession of a four-year-old. <laughs> Why do I feel like there's been a lot of Hitman shows lately? I don't know, but they're they're trying to raise as two people in their young twenties a four-year-old as Hitman, and this four-year-old's very active, as a four-year-old would be, and they've never been dads before and have daddy issues. So, well, one has daddy issues, one has uh, dead girlfriend issues. Oh, so there's a lot of things cool. going on there. 
And when you're trying to when you're trying to kill someone and a kid walks out of the van, say, stay here, we're gonna go kill this person now, and the kid walks out of the van and asks for the toilet, you know, you got you got got problems. When your cover is blown by someone who needs to go potty. What the fuck is happening? It's a slice this, of life dude, this kind is what of show. Daycare is for this is what daycare is for. What they they they, they they enroll the girl in daycare, but daycare is not every day. What? Got, I'm they, sure. I'm sure two assassins can afford a sitter. Well, when you <laughs> stop doing assassin work, you're trying to raise a kid, and money becomes tight. You have the opposite problem happen, Fox. All the all the angles are covered here. Look, I know that there's enough human beings on Earth where assassin work can never dry up. <laughs> it doesn't dry up, but when you're no longer trusted because you're botching jobs because of a kid, then they don't try to give you jobs anymore, Fox. Well, I, I feel like you could have probably prevented that to begin with. Well, they try to, but who's going to watch the kid? They've never done this before. There's no mom. They have no. They have no relationship. Kid in the van, by the way. Yeah, but the kid leaves the van. He's got to go potty. Fox, the the angles are covered. It's a good slice of life show. Okay, that's just it's such a weird premise. I also finished uh, Handyman Saito Another World, and it has a very wholesome ending for a very uh, capricious show. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I guess you could say the ending ends on uh, in a world where I felt unfulfilled and left to another world where I didn't feel useful because I was not from this world and didn't have the same talents as everyone. Finding fulfillment in the things I could do is the happiness I've always wanted. So I guess the, the find fulfillment in the things you like is the message, although the entire show doesn't emphasize on that until the end, I guess. It kind of drops the hints, but the way, the way it cleans up on... Yeah, the way it cleans up on is a very nice... Because there's the light heart, there's the there's the lighthearted humor stuff. There's the I don't want to spoil anything, but there's there's some raunchy stuff in there too that that is is great. You ever have a dog steal your dick? You can't fully recover and what? reincarnate after dying when a dog eats your dick because it's hungry and runs off with it. And you got to go find your missing member so you can fully revive. What have you been watching? It's very, <laughs> it's all over the place. Like, it's not purely fan service like Food Wars. There's all over the place random stuff, wholesome, uh, romantic comedy. Like, it's, it's, it's all over the place. Different things happen. You different just characters. explain the situation involving where someone could. Well, he died because of an epic fight that happened, and you don't expect your characters to die. sentences revolving around his member. Well, like, he, you know, there is a. There's a lot of overlapping stories that get thrown in at random times that weren't part of anything that become an episode before vanishing. So, like, a lot of overarching things that just suddenly come in before they leave. That they leave you with these weird dilemmas. So, with our trash taste combined, when the dog eats your dick and runs off, oh my god, <laughs> that was the most egregious of examples. That's why it came to mind. But it was, yeah, it, 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 I I would hope that's the most egregious. But like when you're when you're a wizard with amnesia who can't remember his spells. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would do if I didn't have a penis. Well, the penis is besides the thing. He couldn't remember his spells normally because he had... Well, the reason he can't remember his spells, I can't spoil it because it spoils part of the show because it's not mentioned until the mid-end of why he can't... Basically, he experienced some immense trauma and the deal he made with a time-traveling wizard who comes in as fast as he leaves was that he lost in a battle against him to try and have the wizard's magic undo the trauma he experienced. So since he lost... The guy erased part of that aspect of his memory so he wouldn't relive the trauma. So now he can't remember his spells. It becomes a problem in life or the situations. So there's a lot there's a lot that goes on. I would also not want to relive the trauma of my penis being eaten. So I would Well, the penis being eaten memory. comes after everything <laughs> because he dies because of all the amnesia playing it. And so things happen. Oh my God. 
yes. Hi, things do happen, and then something happens. Yes, it's this, very, that's why I describe things that way. It's as lighthearted as it is dark, as it, as happy as it is sad, as funny <laughs> and raunchy as it is serious. I yeah. mean, there's an assassin who has to give up his bodily parts for someone else to live, and there's a lot of things that go on. I don't mean penis. I mean like he has to give up a limb, two limbs, and can never do anything functional again for the person he loves who no longer remembers him anymore. There's a lot of things going on. Correct. A lot of sacrifice to give up your ability to function as a human being and become a cripple of losing your limbs so the person that you love will never know because they died. It's, it's, it's a lot of... Yeah. I, I can't describe it without giving these details. At the same time, I'm no, ruining... I'm I don't feel like if you watched it, that would ruin it. Maybe it would, <laughs> kind of, actually. I may have ruined it for people, but... Andy Saito. It's, it's a very good anime in terms of how off the wall novel it is, but also being touching on some serious themes of of self fulfillment and uh, loss and and darkness, but also comedy and also there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. Right. So th- that's that. Otherwise, in game, I've uh, just been doing diversions, which has been a shit show lately. Trying to augment my stuff, I've capped my my uh, Satan Cobra C at 25, and now I've almost done like 17 out of 20. For my Path B Horos Knife. And I will also, I guess, try to do my Path B uh, Staff for Scholar, SU4. And that'll be doing that soon. Maybe I'll finish my last two levels on the Pup SU4. But I'm getting to a point where maybe I, you know, I just might just show up on whatever because I want to farm it. But the the yells lately have been... Last week, if I knew it was going to be so miserable, we yelled for like two plus hours. I said beforehand, I go, if I knew it was going to be this bad this time, because sometimes, last time it was pretty quick. It was like we just got people coming in very quickly, and this time was nothing of the sort. It was just pretty miserable. And then Akadin's wife fell in the kitchen and hurt her knee and take her to urgent care and had to leave, so we lost Akadin. And then some other stuff. It's just, he goes, my wife just fell and really hurt herself, so I'm leaving now. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, Akadin. So yeah, just the random, it was not an enjoyable time last time. So if I had known that, I would have done it. But at the same time, that between the static runs, have been about I've been enjoying myself overall in the game, but I've I've limited down what I do because I was kind of getting worn down of certain aspects of the game, especially the community and just dealing with people. When you don't want to, like you want to deal with people in this game because that's the game, and that without those interactions you can't have the same amount of fun. But at the same time, you're not always with your static, nor should you be. And when you have to engage with people, it, it just you slowly get grind down to not wanting to deal with anyone whatsoever, as you can attest to, Fox. I'm sure. Um, the, the, actually, the, I don't mind being with my static. No, I'm saying no, no, no. Outside of the static, I'm saying when you trust again in a pug. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, those experiences. Every yeah. pug is so bad anymore. Now they only can, they can't do magic for for sorority. They can only do shit melee. Uh, you know, super inefficient cage well, runs. Last Saturday we teamed up and did ambuscade, and we it was me, you plus like all pug people. Oh, yeah, yeah, awful. yeah. That ambuscade. I tried to go dark night and I couldn't because the healer was so fucking bad. Yeah, and the blue mage was doing four percent of the pars. It, it was, was just, real not great. It was so fucking terrible, and we were carrying the run, and it was cool to carry, but it no, just it wasn't. <laughs> well, yeah, it I, wasn't. I parsed the warrior on my ninja. That was great. Well, it wasn't just that. It was just the the, the amount of outparsing going on and the lack of action from the white mage. People died, and just, yeah, it was just it becomes a Moral grinding, story, miserable experience <laughs> for something easy. When you remember, you were like the the episode Fox. Uh, you, you can't yeah, lose this month. Can you lose? You can't yeah, lose this month, and then you actually lost one. Yeah, because people were so bad. 
Yeah. There was no damage to a player. I stand corrected. Apparently, you can lose. The, the fucking, <laughs> what were they, uh, were they, a Dark Knight or a Warrior with a 50% accuracy rate? Uh, it's just. That was the second Warrior, yeah, who only had Sovron <sighs> plus one, of course, or he had Argozi plus one. The Bard with only NQ Ayanmo. Yeah, and and like three songs, and these—I mean, these people are trying to do VD. Yeah, I know. Like, and don't try to do DVD. Try to do Ambuscade. You can handle like E or V. Yeah, well, if you can get it and leech it, why not join? But it's just—it becomes a miserable experience because you don't have those people. You have to wait and don't get people for your group, and you stand there going, "Why am I still standing here? Why is nothing happening?" This is Honestly, level seventy-five. The the bard can get away with stuff a little bit because yes, you just, as long with. as you buff people who are competent, you're fine. But yeah, we we hard carried that warrior. The like, blue he, with no dude, mighty guard doing four percent of the parse. Your puppet did more. Your puppet did more damage than he did. Uh, my puppet was only tanking. It didn't have any damage parts. Yeah, it was it was real bad. And yeah, I had to shift to a healer because that healer was terrible. But that constantly and having to explain the same basic functions over and over again to the same idiots doing the same bullshit, you just kind of get tired of people who know nothing, borrow their shit. And, and I swear to fucking God, there is no God, but I'm swearing to whatever one might never exist and doesn't, that the amount of people who constantly post the ridiculous circular reasoning excuses of... Well, there's no choice for people but to pay these people for the stuff, and no one wants to. It's the constant, oh, people have no choice but to buy this stuff. Okay. That's a really bad argument, too. I hear it that everywhere. Would that, that would mean the, the people that you're paying would also need to pay other people for it, Well, too. sure. It's a never-ending chain of, I can only pay people because I'm so inept and incompetent. But those people do that, and they have no ability to do anything else because they just don't want to play this game. And to constantly be running into those people as a, a majority group, even. It's just yeah. so taxing. I made a post that this game is dying a slow and painful death and has earned it. And that was part of it. Because just the experience in the community and the response of, oh, you're an Asura, that's why it's so bad. And that may even be relevant. But that's not, no. That This is something going on every server. And just the constant grading experience is just really wearing on me. That's why I, was, that's why I haven't done as much in game because I want to do stuff. But also the way the game lacks purpose in so much of the game anymore for me to go do stuff. I mean, I could go do unique things. Like I want to solo uh, a certain boss or something. I want to see if I can solo V10 Bumba by myself and be like, oh, cool, I made a video. And everyone will be like, oh, I saw your video, whatever. I don't I, I don't like those tells. I just ignore them anymore. I simply don't give an answer. Uh, but that's still limited of, oh, I want to solo the content I'm doing anyway. Going to a different zone for a purpose kind of lacks now, unless I'm going for a key item for ambuscade or something. It just feels like a lot of the world is just there anymore. And the game is just getting yeah. quiet slash even dumber than it had been with the, the community. And I just, I, I'm tired of interacting with people because they're so bad. And, and the constant. They're pretty much just farm astrals and just yeah. put them into weapons. And <laughs> the constant response to that is, well, why don't you help people? You, you're part of the problem. It's like, I can't, no, I can't constantly. That does, not, that does not make you part of the problem. I don't, I don't accept that at all. I, 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 all either. I can't, I can't enable everyone. Okay. I used to spend all of my time helping people. You did. And it didn't change anything. Yeah. It didn't change anything, and it actually only made me look like the bad guy when they were too bad to understand that they needed to change things. Yeah, because so, yeah, it, it's, it's everything not, has been it, simplified to the formula of buying wins, buying gear, buying mm -hmm. master levels, buying everything, AFK, not doing anything, or being unable to do anything, and then turning around because they, <laughs> they, they, the other excuse is they, they feel they need to have the best gear to be accepted by the in-game community, which is one of the most toxic community. No, there's no, you think you need to be accepted because you're not being invited because you don't clear the prerequisites of being a certain 
uh, tier to do the certain highest endgame content. So they take that and they conflate it with, I'm not accepted because I don't have the gear they have. Therefore, I have no choice but to buy it because they won't invite me and they want No, it's just the biggest excuse. It's funny. it's funny we're on this topic because like speaking of buying things, I bought my first and last thing ever. What was that? The other day. I got an Udug jacket for 10 mil. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, someone shot an A man. They wanted it for like twenty mil or I think ten mil is reasonable because it's a drop. I'm just, I'm just like I'll pay ten mil, and then like a minute goes by, and he's like drop party. It's not like it's not like you were buying a bait. It's not like you bought an Ionic. It's yeah. not like you bought a uh, malignant to Bard or something. You just bought something. That I never have drops. done. I have done enough Cleos or yeah. whatever to. I farmed my dog and breastplate. It took forever, and I still felt I got lucky after like seventy kills to get it. It was ridiculous. I don't. I wouldn't spend I'm, time. I'm still farming Jin for a share harness. That's the last thing in Omen I need. Yeah, I still wouldn't spend a year farming that, constantly never getting it, or having a lot against people who take it over you because you're a pug because you can't constantly make other people materialize. Well, I don't particularly care about a share harness. I'm just doing it because I'm already getting astrals anyway, and why not? Yeah. But that's that's the reality we live in now with the game. And I've said these things yeah. in various ways many times, but it's just eventually it wears down you so much that this community of the game is a thing that will keep it going to the future. And it has become such dog shit, especially over the past few years, that that is going what's going to kill the game is it's this isolationist 14 paradise of trying to solo and be your little dress up darling. And it's it just the community is not nearly... And other people go, oh, I'm on Carbuncle. It's the greatest experience. I have a link show. and every, Okay, maybe... As I said, the Asura thing, that could be the case, but I don't think it's as rosy as they're portraying it. And I don't yeah, think my experience is so out of the norm. Are also yeah, the multiboxing is, is so prevalent in all things and the cure pleasing everywhere. I shouldn't have to want to keep the the accursed belt to, to call out every cure please uh bot. Oh yeah, that that was also funny in our ambuscade when I when I kept like flat. Yeah, Dread Spike set on, on Dark Knight <laughs> to see if the guy had cure, please. <laughs> oh, we did and, that and, and anytime you have a problem with these people, they uh, they just fight you and go, oh, what do you care? And they just, they become yeah. an asshole about it every time. So you can't send it in anyone because they just, they just become a dick. And they think you're a dick for saying anything because you want someone to actually focus on, hey, could you give me an erase instead of waiting for your pot to do everything for you while you sit there watching YouTube? And it's just, it's just not enjoyable anymore. That's because they, 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 present, they pretend they want, you know, to get better, but that requires criticism. What they actually just want is validation. Mm-hmm. But it is. And I love this game, but it's really wearing on me. So yeah. I've been having a good time in Cat's Eye, and it helps me enjoy this game more because I get away from it and I have fun with my static still. So, you know, maybe I focus on other things in, in Retail 11 and enjoy Cat's Eye for different purposes, and that's giving me more enjoyment from my... Uh, my my leisure time but i mean that's just how that is i mean in terms of the wiki i'm always working on that and i enjoy that so yeah what will end up happening if i start playing this game less i'll just go back to making my own video game again there you go yeah because i know uh, when we meet bumba yeah. we take us on a different static day we're gonna have one less day so we're gonna meet one less day of the week we don't meet very much a night anyway it's like an hour and a half maybe two hours and that's it for the whole night so we'll just do sortie and then break up after that so we just get on do sortie that's an hour and we're done so it's not like we're meeting tons already. So I play this game increasingly less. I do like like I'll I'll be AFK in game like almost all day long because I never shut it off. I probably should, but I don't. And then like I'll switch to Thief and I'll go solo some some detritus from Omen when I have like a tag or two. And then when I'm not doing that, all I do is I, I go and do uh shoal run with my group. On on like Tuesdays and Thursdays when we don't do anything, I, I just 
pretty much don't play the game unless I like farm some detritus real quick. And I want to do uh, exemplar points parties and stuff like that. I want to get on Black Mage and have fun, like all these things I've said about these jobs. Oh, and I solo on Black Mage too. I yeah, I don't want to solo constantly. I could do that for a little bit, but I need um, ML 42 or something. There's so many points in a point that I just, you look at it and it never moves and you just... One million. Yeah. So I want to do that, but in our spare time, because Akadin's on Scholar for Bumba and he wants to get all the master points stuff, him and Hundi or whoever have been teaming up in these shout group capacity point parties. We're trying to make one and invite people. And the experiences they've had on the nights we don't gather and they, they talk about are so bad, are so terrible, are so frustrating, are so, are so ridiculous that the mere thought of even teaming up to do these things anymore just makes me not do these things. I know it's defeatist of me, but I just, it's just so regular from the people. We're, it's not just the Ronstadt groups that are in a rush. Like, I just do things, by, that's why I do things by myself a lot of the time. It's like, I have fun playing this game. I don't, I don't let the negativity around me drag me down anymore. But yeah, but I just I feel just, that I just do it. the community is caught in this absolute negative feedback loop that's reached a critical mass at this point. That I I'm, used I'm to finally care about the, point. the community. I don't care about them anymore. Well, that's like, the problem. That's the negative solving feedback their problems loop. or answering their questions. Like, I even, I even put out a, uh, like, like when I was talking about uh, the response to you, you brought something about S.H.I.E.L.D. in there and it ended up on a tangent. And I was like, I don't even give people these mechanical answers anymore because, like, they're never going to apply it. Like, I like when they're in your, your channel because I reference these them. things. Sure. But I mean, there, there's there's no reason there's no reason to bother because like they're not gonna they do they just want me to tell them what to do. So. Yeah, essentially, and I think that ultimately that is what is going to end this game. It's not going to be oh, there's not enough subscribers. It's going to be that atmosphere and community is what's going to kill yeah, this game, probably sooner rather than later. And I think that's just the way it's going to be. So enjoy what you can while you can, and having friends and stuff in this game is an amazing yeah. experience. But just I at mean, the same I, time, I immensely enjoy just playing by myself, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but that's you know the game is never. I don't have to. I don't have to play for for hours and hours and hours. In fact, it actually helps me not play for hours and hours and hours because I got other shit I have to do. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's that's not the really best use case deal. anymore. Honestly, when the, when everything's breaking down, the best use case is just to have fun by yourself. Yeah, I go out and I solo like thirty k EP, and then like I'll just stop for a bit, and and then that's when those people can't get stuff done by themselves, and they they become the choosing beggars, and then the whole cycle starts over again. Yes. I'll go into Omen in solo detritus, or you know, a lot of times, like if I if I play the game, like I'm not actually playing the game, but I'm in there just improving a lure or something. Like I I don't like interacting with the with the other people, so I just don't. I just cut that out, and I have no reason to complain about them really. Like I'll I'll mention stuff that I've observed, but it doesn't do me any good to complain about them. It only like just adds negativity to my life, so I just don't bother. Yeah. That's why I don't bother like responding to people that much in in the Discord. Even like I just I just don't care. <laughs> it's it just weighs me down. I still talk to people on Discord. So if anyone's joined the Discord, yeah, he does. There is stuff you engage in that you, I, you perhaps have liked. So yeah, sometimes like if someone has demonstrated that they've actually like looked into something and they're asking for like some clarification or maybe like some form of theory crafting or, or something, then yeah, sure, I'll add something in there. Otherwise, it's just... but otherwise you have uh, as much as I like Shino. Shino's great. Shout out if you listen. The <laughs> the responsibility with the whatever testing they found is something that I think is very established via the JP testing from the Longhorned, whoever that is on Twitter or whatever. He has that blog. It's been long established for the past four years or so how the skill change changed the resistance tier. And they were reading some other blog from Loot or someone who was it from. It's, it's and it's translated in Japanese again already, and they basically ask what's going on here, and you said exactly what it appears like. <laughs> that was your response to Shino. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't trying to be an ass, but yes. That, but that's that's the level of apathy you've reached, and it's understandable yeah, it's, how it's it's okay. graded over time to occur. I don't care because it's either this or it's like complaining about people who suck. It's like, does my complaining about people who suck actually change anything? No, I don't gain any catharsis out of it. I don't enjoy it at all. So, like, why am I even bothering with it in my life? And that's kind of the point I've reached. Yeah, it's about trying. Like I'm not to gonna. Happen. I don't care about people trying to sabotage runs. I don't care about people who only like experience things for the memes. Like, I just want to play with people who are genuinely having a good time and are, are just being positive around me. So, like, I'll either play by myself or play by my group, or I just won't play at all. I will say, happen. you do seem very happy in your group. Yeah. Even, like, a renewed vigor sort of happy. Yeah, because it just, it, everything just kind of melts away when you, when, you, when you can stop caring like this, and it just starts becoming a game again instead of a job. And that's, that's you know, that's, that's what would keep the game going. So if that can be found, yeah. that's, that's the, the goal. And it's always been the goal. But it's increasingly more difficult. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind explaining things. It's just I'll explain things if it matters. If I explain them to most people, it won't matter that I explain something. They won't care. They just want the end result. So that's kind of where we stand. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think I want to make some food or something. I don't know about you. Yeah, I haven't eaten. I got up like 15 minutes before this. Uh, we gathered for this and. I got a Coke out of the fridge, and that was my breakfast, and now it's like 324. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had, I've been having, on the weekends, Saturday is when I bring out the half of a crumb cake I split with carrot, and we have a, a quasimala, which is like a biscotto. Yeah, I mean, I'm not fading away, dude. So. And we have that with the coffee, and it's delicious. I've been getting the, the vanilla uh, quasimala, and that's been quasimala, whatever it is. I don't speak Italian. Ends in an E, so I assume it's quasimala. Sure. I don't know. Not Actually, I think it's just Quasimodo because the E is somewhat, it's Italian, it's not French. It's, it's fuck it, it I, you know, I, I can't be held to the standard of something I'm not, so. There you go. There you go. But there's the, the biscotto, the biscotti if it's plural. There you go. It's been very good. I look forward to the weekends. <laughs> sure. I've almost finished The Mandalorian. We, we watch one episode and have coffee in the morning the first thing as soon as we get up, and that's it's the cats come and sit with us. I posted a picture in the Pets channel of Whitey as a burrito. That was while we were watching while having coffee or whatever. And he was, go click on that picture, Fox. Look at that cat. Oh, hang on. I also have that one muted. <laughs> well, you would have that muted, but look at the... Hang on. I mean, I got pets. I just don't need to... Yeah, I understand. People were... Look at that burrito. <laughs> he's looking at... Burrito. He's, he's regal. Burrito supreme. He's a, he's a baby. <laughs> I can't do that with all my animals because, like, if I were to lay down next to them, they'd be the size of me. So. <laughs> yes, I can't imagine getting a, a queen-sized uh, throw blanket or something and trying to wrap up a, a big dog or something. <laughs> it like that. And a fucking dog that when he stands up is like comes up to my chin. You'd be like Shaggy holding <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yeah, the fucking ridiculous dog. But when you have a small animal, like a baby, which is a small animal. <laughs> I, I do get to see my dogs again soon. It's like uh, I'll I'll get to move back over summer break and then move back out here again. So that'll be cool. Yep. And you're all set in your housing, so that is all copacetic. Yeah, man. Oh, that email. <laughs> but thank you for your time, Fox. Sure, man. And if you were on a Sarah, you can join the Concierge Link Shell. I've been replacing them, and we have a bunch of people who do seem the new players are kind of self-sustaining in the fact that people are talking to each other in the link shell and it's it's working out as it was always intended to i think so 
it's become a fully established social slash people answer whatever kind of link shell. It's you know without our input. So as as negative as we may be, we do have other people who do do all the heavy lifting and carry. I guess so. Link shell is pretty good, I think. Yeah, I can't remember last time I posted something in the link shell. <laughs> I do talk. I'm just kind of always room. there. I do answer things there or whatever. So, but usually a lot of other people are excited kind of playing off there. I'm a new player. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm also excited. And I think that's a very healthy thing. So yeah, sure. They, they have the enthusiasm I no longer have because I'm a worn down weathered person. So, you know, there is something to be said about that too. Like just the new player enthusiasm where everything is all sparkly and new and you get to like learn about things for the first time. That's really cool. We've lived that over this podcast several times. At least I have. So sure. Yeah. Always chasing it. Yeah, man. But also, send us an email at wtfinvonadeal at gmail.com if you're so inclined. And if you have a suggestion or anything of that nature, you can also post it in the Discord, which you could join. It's in the description. And Fox? Yeah, we are done, and I'm hungry. Uh, Later, guys.